I'm glad he popped on now and not five seconds ago. And I was like, hey, look at my hand. <laughs> <laughs> look at this gross shit on my hand. <laughs> What'd you do to your hand? <laughs> no, fuck that. We talking about that. What did you do to your hand? Nothing. I just Let's noticed there was, like, there was like a little spot right there. And it's not like a bump or anything. I was like, what the fuck is this? And then, you know, of course, I'm a millennial. So I automatically go to my Google brain, which is it's skin cancer. Yeah. <laughs> It's melanoma. I gotta go get this checked. You know what I mean? I was gonna say co. I was either gonna say COVID or maybe like you know something something way more serious like lymphoma or like <laughs> Marburg's disease. <laughs> maybe maybe you got an individual chicken pot. Like I don't know. We don't. It's, it's something serious though, and you gotta go. You need to get your affairs in order. Is what I'm telling you. Like this is probably not good. <laughs> do you have a good uh, a good reference for somebody that can do trust and wills? <laughs> we got a whole department dedicated to it. You just have to move to Wisconsin. It'll be fine. Got this. Got it. <laughs> How you doing, Xavier? I'm good. I'm good. I just I went and played basketball earlier today, and like I tell you what, the older you get, this body you just can't can't handle those those pickup games like it used to. <laughs> I was fine the first game. I, I, went, I went and got to work. I worked out for about an hour, and I was fine. And then we played the first pickup game. We lost, but it was a nail-biter. But, like, I was fine. I'm doing good. And then, like, the second game, like, early in the second game, my lower back. And I was like, all right, hold on. Let's – Ooh, all right, let's walk it up. Let's walk it up. Let's stop running. Let's walk it up. Walk it up. Let's run through our sets. This is our first time playing together. Doesn't matter. We're going through the sets. Let's run the offense. Triangle. We're running a half court set only. <laughs> Literally, it got to the point where I was just like, can you guys fucking win already? Like, I'm dying out here. Like, come on, make some shots. Make the extra pass. This is bullshit. Like, y'all suck if y'all can't beat us. And when you're basically playing four and a half on five. <laughs> it was a, it was a it was a long morning in case you couldn't tell and now i'm just sitting at home like recouping <laughs> thinking about your decisions <laughs> literally i was like i really should have just went worked out and brought my dumb ass home i wanted to be athletic and now i'm in pain like <laughs> fucking idiot <laughs> Oh, dude, I saw this story and it was a clip from Inception where uh, Leo's talking to that guy about doing the the whole part that they're going to do in Inception. Yeah. Um, and he goes, what kind of guarantees can you give me? And it cuts over to saying me in an athletic competition. It goes my knees. And he goes, none, but <laughs> none. I can make it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's go. <laughs> no, like, like facts. Like I was literally out to like. This is my this is my first time hooping since my Achilles surgery and my wrist surgery. Like I did three on three, I think maybe like a weekend or two ago. But this is my first time going full up and down. Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's see how it goes. And so like the whole time, I'm concerned about like my wrist, my Achilles. I'm just I'm trying to take it easy. And and then like all of a sudden, my back's like, ha ha! You thought like <laughs> you thought because you're worried about those things that we're gonna be okay. Right. No sirree, Bob. No sirree, Bob. Your body's fucked. You're, you're 29 with the body of a 60 year old. So be happy, <laughs> man. Wait till you that 35 mark. You start making sounds as you get up. You're just like, Ugh. <laughs> it's rough. That's the thing. I'm already making sounds like, well, <clears throat> <laughs> See, like this shit hurts. <laughs> like it just hurts. And it's, it's annoying because I was like, I know at this age, I'm not supposed to be this broken, but I am. So like, it's just like, all right, well, I need to start getting my affairs in order. I need to get some wheelchairs on deck. I need a cane at some point, a pimp cane. <laughs> and uh, 
At least I'm marrying a nurse. That'll help. There you Look, go. You're there you setting go. yourself up for success long term, and that's what really matters here. Yep. Got to. Got to. <laughs> all right i'm ready all right let's see if i can get this intro correct and x i want to make sure i say it right it is prather not prather is that correct yes yes xavier prather i told right. you it's the same i i it's the same sound it's one of those the scenes a, where you I, I always i always go xavier prather and he's like why do you say it so funny and i'm like because that's how I remember how to say his last name because it's the same sound as the A in his first name. You know what the great thing yes. about being a guy is, though, is I just can just say, what's going on, man? What's going on, bro? <laughs> you know, like, I don't ever have to really use anyone's name. It's completely oh, acceptable. Yeah. See, I use that same kind of logic, but I use it with everyone. Like, if a, if a woman comes up to me, she's like, oh, hi, Xavier. I'm like, hey, sport. So I'm like, like how? Uh, how's it going champ hey, hey champ how you doing tiger <laughs> yeah. everything, everything good chief yeah that's good that's good all right here you go treat him like your 10 year old son yeah like i don't know your name but i don't want you to know that i don't know so i'm just gonna be like all right keep it keep it on the buck yeah hit him with the you you <laughs> Hey everyone, welcome back to the Challenge Fandom Podcast. We've got a great episode of Challenger slash Big Brother Unplugged with a very special guest, and that's Xavier Prather, winner of Big Brother 23, contestant on Challenge USA 1. And also, of course, he didn't get the title, but he is one of America's favorite house guests. Let's yes. just be honest about Fact. this. <laughs> you're, you're embellishing that a little bit. Well, you know, it's, <laughs> it's the intro. You know, I want to kind of build it up. I was thinking about going Game of Thrones style, but it's we want to keep it under three hours. So, yeah. So you were just like, I'm just going to lie is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to move forward. I get that. In marketing. It's marketing. Yeah. It's advertisement. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I, I like that. And I appreciate that. You know, first of his name coming from the north, you know, I could have kept it going that way, but I felt like this was more straight to the point with a little bit of embellishment. I don't like the word lying. It's it's a little bit of extra sizzle on that steak. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, you know, a little extra mustard on that hot dog. I get that. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> X, we want to thank you so much for hopping on with yeah. us. We really do appreciate it. Um I, I know we've talked a bunch on Instagram and stuff, but you really are one of our favorite house guests to watch. Yes. You had us in stitches all season. You've had us in stitches before we even did the intro. So, um, you know, it's, <laughs> it's really a pleasure to have you on. Yeah, it's good to talk to you guys again. It's been a little while. Look at you guys. You look so mature, so grown up. Just, <laughs> oh, I miss you guys. Yeah, it's life's changed a lot. And, right? and when I say a lot, it's the same shit every day. Exactly. Let's be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. Last time we talked, though, you had uh, just gone through your injury where you uh, tore your Achilles, broke your wrist. Um, how are you doing now? Um, yeah, so both injuries have healed. I still got like this nice little early scar and I got a nice little caterpillar on like the back of my foot. So healed up, um, I believe for Achilles surgeries, we're about month seven now. And then for the wrist surgery, we're at about month six. So at this point in time, I can start getting a little more physically active and like catch the waters with like how these new bionic limbs are working. But um, <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's definitely because uh, I, I tore my ACL in college, so it's not something I'm not familiar with or used to with how the process goes. It's just one of those things. It's like you got to be patient, honestly. Yeah, just take the time with it. Yeah. Did it give you a little PTSD seeing Aaron Rodgers tear his? 
Oh man, the my coworkers all one of my coworkers came up to me after that and he was like, Do you so do you like like Aaron Rodgers? And I was like, I I didn't necessarily have an opinion about him, but like I feel bad for him because like I know what he's about to go through. And yeah. like and him being he, he's like a seasoned vet at this point. So like him being this far along in his career and then to have an injury of that magnitude, it's like I feel like he's got a tough road ahead and he's I think I saw on Instagram, he posted, like, he's like, I'm coming back. And I'm like, bro, take your millions and ride off into the sunset. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine what his body's already been through. And now he's got a torn Achilles. Like, I'm like, bro, I, I don't know. It's worth it. Like, I know he's like a year or two older than me. And I'm in my late 30s now, dude. Just do your darkness retreats. Yeah. Yeah. Like, bro, go hang out with Tom Brady. Like, go become an ant. On like an analyst like you could you still be fine but like i think yeah at this point in time like it's okay to hang it up no one's gonna blame you and it's not gonna be like oh he went out because he had an injury it was like no he just happened to have an injury towards the back end of his career like exactly yeah i don't take i don't take it as if like he's like bowing out because of the injury i would more so be like this just seems like the time for him to hang it up and i don't see anything wrong with that it seems like a giant billboard honestly but um, yeah Anyways, talking about sports, I know that growing up and going through college, you played basketball. Mm. Um, was that like your first passion, your first love? Because some kids want to be a lawyer growing up, but I, I don't know if that was that your first dream as well. No. So basketball w- was always my dream. Basketball is my first love. Um, I didn't even know I was going to be a lawyer until my junior year of college. And that was partially because of basketball. So I uh, played basketball i would say probably since i like organized basketball and while i was in college it was the first conference game of my junior season um it was in the first 45 seconds of the first conference game of my junior season i was we they won the tip we came down defensive possession they missed the jump shot i got the rebound we came down we had a play that was designed for me to get a back screen and goal for an alley-oop and um I, my, I pass it to my teammate. I go off the back screen, but my teammate was a little late with getting the, the, the oop to me. So I jumped up, but the, the ball was a little behind. So like the defender who was trailing behind me, he ended up hitting me just enough to where like when I landed, my knee was supposed to go kind of like this and my knee went more like that. Oh. Uh, and so, yeah, I was, I was down, which is funny. Cause like, it wasn't funny, but like, Whenever I would get like injured in sports, like I was never the type to like stay down. Like I immediately tried to get back up and like my leg just disagreed. <laughs> so I was like, all right, I need to sit down. And I remember I had a teammate, uh, my boy Thomas, I had a teammate who when I went down, he said probably the most encouraging words you can say when you think you might have gotten a serious injury. He, he just looked at me and was like, oh, shit. And I was like, bro, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, you're not helping the situation, bro. Like, this shit hurts. And you saying, oh, shit, means there's probably something that I'm not seeing right now that I don't want to see. Um, <laughs> which, like, right on the, yeah, like, I'm like, nah. But, like, on the outside, it didn't look bad. Like, my swelling was manageable. And when I went to our trainer, he was like, you know, your swelling's good. Um, your range of motion isn't bad. There was a, a locking issue with my knee that he was kind of, like, concerned about. He's like, we're still going to have you go and see a specialist, but like, you know, best case scenario would be like, you might've done something to your meniscus. Worst case scenario is you got a torn ACL. Yeah. Um, which I went to the specialist. He came, he saw the MRI, he came back, like you've torn your interior cruciate ligament. 
And I was like, okay, can you like dumb that down for me? I'm an athlete. Like, come on now, small words. And I was like, but then I pieced it together in my head. I was like, ACL? He was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, like a little bit. He was like, no, absolutely. You're, you're at ACL. I was like, no. Nah, like, oh. All right. Um, so I have the surgery and I'm going through like the process to, to start recovery. And at that same time, I took a business law course mm. and um, I enjoyed it. I found it challenging. I found it intellectually stimulating. And this was like the first time in my life where I had to think about what life was going to look like after basketball. Cause like, I definitely, I, I wasn't going to make the NBA, but over going and playing overseas was a very real possibility. And it wasn't like I was putting up like amazing numbers when I came back, but, um, but I had still gotten those invites to like, you know, the international combines and things like that. I was getting those invites to get in front of coaches and potentially sign a deal. So like, I knew I was good enough, but after taking that business law course, I was like, well, maybe I, I, I go on the, the law school route. Like, I had a criminal justice background. This still kind of sticks in with that. Like my degree was in criminal justice. So this still kind mm. of is in line with that, so to speak. And um, I ended up taking the LSAT. I matriculated to Valpo for my first year and then transferred to Marquette for my last two years. But um, yeah, my, my, my goal wasn't necessarily, or my dream was definitely not to be a lawyer. It was definitely to be a professional basketball player. But I, I decided at like 21, 22 that like, Knowing I was good enough was enough validation for me than to like sign a contract, go over there, play for maybe two or three years or like three to five years, and then just come back to America and have to start my life from the point that I could have already started three years prior. Yeah. Mm, yeah. That's yeah. A, yeah you know? That's a really good point. And I, I mean, it's serendipitous how some of these things happen, right? Like, you know, you, for me, it's meeting her, like just happening to go into the right store, yeah. you know, and it changes your whole life trajectory, you know, like where you know, you have this, you know, what some people call like a really bad, horrific injury as a sports player, especially, I mean, I know surgeries have changed a lot in the last 20 years, but back in the day, you tore your ACL, your career was over no matter what the sport was. Done, yeah. Um, but, yeah. and it just changes your mindset because you're in this class and you're like, well, I got to think of something outside of it. And it leads you into something that you end up being really passionate about. And yeah, it's actually really cool because I mean, don't get me wrong. I do marketing. I enjoy it, but it's not my passion by any means. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was a, like, I'm, I'm happy that like if, if being an attorney was my plan B, I'm glad that that was my plan B. Like, you know, I, it was competitive nature and channeling more to my, my academic studies when I was in law school, which I wasn't top of class that I, I never wanted to be that guy. I never wanted to be that guy, but I did well. Um, I did fine. And uh, now I'm in, I'm working for one of the, the biggest firms in the region and uh, it's working out. So like, it, you know, it would have been cool to be a professional basketball player, but like, I'm, I'm, I'm also very happy with the way things turned out. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, and, and to give you fair game, I know the lions are playing the Falcons, which I'm a big fan of this week. So inevitably the Falcons typically let me down. So if they do feel free to send all the hate you want this way. Oh, I'm in fantasy. So I'm in the fantasy league with like a couple of my brothers, not like fantasy, but it's like you, I think you can pick one team each week to like win. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with this. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like after you pick a team, you can't use that team again for the rest of the season. Ooh. Yeah. So you have to be somewhat what's like I'm not gonna pick the 49ers. Oh, I can't, but I'm not gonna pick the 49ers in one of my early weeks when like later down the road I might want them to be like more of a guaranteed win, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And the Lions might win this week. I might pick them. No, but they're like a top fifteen, top ten team right now. I don't think I need to use them quite yet. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be a tough game. I think it's gonna be a lot it's gonna be close. 
Yeah, but I mean, the fact that we're competitive, like, you don't even know how long <laughs> we've waited for this. I mean, we Megatron, Stafford, Sanders, but now, like, we just were competitive. Love it. Yeah. It's because they put up that statue of Sanders. That's what, yeah. that's, what <laughs> that's what kicked it in. <laughs> yeah. It was like, okay, now we need to start getting serious because, like, we can't be memorializing people and you guys going out 0 and 16. Like, we can't have that shit no more. Nah. No, look, it's I get excited because the Falcons are doing all right. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, just be prepared because they're going to let you down at some point. Like yeah, the running like, joke is if uh, if I die, I want all my pallbearers to wear Falcons jerseys so they can let me down one final time. You know what I mean? Oh, my God. So yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I um, what was that? A podcast, I think, with uh, Zach Nichols and um, mm. they, they went to the Detroit game. And Bessie was talking about, like, I think the Lions maybe, like, made, like, a, a bl- had a blunder in the game. And he heard, like, fans behind him, like, oh, here we go again. He was like, yo, like, like chill out. Like, you guys are still in the game. And I was like, see, this sounds like someone who doesn't know what it's like to be a Lions fan. Like, like you don't understand. When things go bad for us, it usually goes from bad to horrific. Like, <laughs> we're, we're very, we're very, very, like, just jaded and and pessimistic so you got to give us time to be more of a you know a very optimistic and on board fan base you got to give us time because we've been we've been put down for a while right gotta break some of these habits it's true i mean like look i try to let things go and not let them bother me but to this day if someone says 28-3 to me like my Uh, first reaction is man like fuck you bro (laughs) you know what i mean like why you gotta come out swinging with haymakers right away we can build up to that you don't come out with that first punch all right (laughs) yeah no 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 you gotta take that shit personal yeah i mean like you know throw a drop kick you know just to let them know how serious you take it yeah. <laughs> It'd be the last drop kick I ever throw after I like tear something in my hip because of my age. So maybe don't drop kick. Maybe stick with like a Will Smith slap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There you go. You know, you, you know what I'm saying? Cause like that'll make some noise. That'll be heard around the world. It won't hurt anybody seriously, but you know, your point will get across. Yeah, exactly. I might take a page out of your book from social media with the, the chair, the white chair. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> Bro, so that video is, is fun. I was on a podcast with uh, Charlie Barron's and uh, I talked to, I talked briefly about like, like this video that I did with like Senko and Josh Goldie, Joseph Monty. Uh, Jeremiah and a couple other guys from this, the reality TV space. And like, at first it was just kind of like a, a quick little idea. Like Cinco hit me over. He, was, he sent me a video that he had seen that kind of did that before. And he was like, yo, I want to do this. I'm gonna get a couple guys to send me a quick little video. I was like, all right. And then um, I sent him the video and I intended to use the chair just because, you know, in homage to the Montgomery brawl. Yes. But then I also saw like, who all was in the video. He sent me a list of like who all was going to be in the video. And I was like, what the hell was a punch from me going to do to any of these key men? Like (laughs) I I needed a fucking chair. Are you kidding me? Everybody in that video was pushing more weight than me. Every single, and I'm not like small. Yeah. Like I'm six two, 200 and every single one of them is throwing up more weight. So I was like, yeah, no, you punch me. I'm knocking you out with a chair. Yeah. Yeah. Look, (laughs) it's only fair. I got to be like, I got to give y'all the same thing. Y'all, y'all going to hit me with, you know, a whole can. I'm going to give you a chair. That seems equal. (laughs) (laughs) Level level the playing field. That seems equal. Yeah. 
<laughs> we were talking to Seiko one time and I was like, man, I got to get in shape. He's like, man, if you ever want any tips, just let me know. And I'm thinking, dude, you were a division one receiver for the Minnesota Gophers and a couple <laughs> other teams. And you were by far one of the biggest men I've ever seen in my life. Like, no, like, just don't give me tips. That intimidates the shit out of me. I need it from like a normal looking person. Yeah, it's funny though, because like Cinco, I think Cinco's got about an inch or two on me height. He's just like, Cinco's just big. Like, I'm like, yeah. bro, like, why are you so big, bro? Like, you used to be a receiver. I can't imagine a receiver out here looking like Thor. But like, he, but like bro, he, he's on his fitness grind. I, I give. I get more power to him. He's crushing it. You know, he, he's out in LA. He's killing it. So, you know, shout out to Cinco. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. Much no, love to Cinco. Yeah. Big fan of him yeah. here as well. But all right. So I want to get into this. Going through college, you decide to go into law school. Um, and then, you know, you obviously get hired on at a law firm. What made you decide with that? And you're also doing a little bit of modeling that you're like, I'm going to go ahead and try Big Brother too. <laughs> um, <laughs> So originally, um, a member of the casting team for Love Island reached out to potentially be on Love Island. Mm. And um, I, I hadn't really seen Love Island. So I was like, OK, I'm going to go to CBS All Access. I'm going to check out Love Island, uh, which is now Paramount Plus CBS. But it was CBS All Access then. And um, I, I went, I think I watched season one of Love Island. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that shit. But while I was on there, <laughs> I was like, oh, family remembered like used to rewatching it and was like getting into it. I was like, okay, this seems like a cool little show. And I saw like prize money. I was like, you know, I feel like this could be something that like I could potentially be good at. So, um, I applied, um, made it through the process. The process is long. It's a very long process. I would, I would compare the process to get of getting on the big brother, similar to, you know, being admitted to a bar. Like there's no bar exam, but like the, the amount of paperwork that goes into being admitted to the bar, it's, it's very similar to the big brother process. Wow. Which actually helped me because I kind of already had that stuff set aside. So it, it helped me significantly, but like, it's, it's a long process. It's a lot of interviews. They, they take it seriously, but the, the production over there at CBS is definitely a well-oiled machine. Like they they set times they're, they're on top of it. They're just very secretive though. Like you can't tell anybody what you're doing, which was kind of somewhat of a, of an issue when like I'm working at a law firm. Yeah. So like, I can't, I can't just like up and disappear for potentially up to three months without giving the partners in my firm significant notice, but I can't talk about it. So it's like, I don't know what y'all want me to do here. Like, and it got to the point to where I was just like, okay, I know you can't tell me if I'm going on. You can't say those words, but like, if you think I have a chance of going on, I need to know so I can tell the higher ups of my firm. So I can make sure this is all clear, like, cause I yeah. can't just take off. That's, that's extremely unprofessional. So like, um, which that's a, they kind of gave me like the okay to be able to, to let the higher ups in my firm know as much as I could divulge to them, if that makes sense. And, uh, my firm was on board and then boom, I was on big brother. Yeah. That's really cool though, that they were supportive of you oh, doing yeah. that and, and kind of, you know, just like held your spot. You were able to go back afterward and all that. So like, that's, that's really cool. Cause not a lot of places will do that. Oh, I was nervous as hell. I was, <laughs> I went to that, I, I went to that meeting sweating. I was like, I don't know. They might not take, they might think that like, I don't take the practice of law seriously. They might think I'm not serious about my job. And I'm like, that's not it. This is just, this is a very kind of unique opportunity that I wasn't expecting to kind of have. And now that it's here, I just want to let you guys know, like, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to play this game. I'm going to try to do it. 
in a way that, you know, doesn't tarnish the rep- my reputation or the reputation of the firm. And then, you know, assuming that happens, I hope I can come back here once this is done. And they were like, yeah, I had to sign a, a contract with my firm. Um, they were just kind of like, hey, if you fuck up, you're gone. Like, essentially, <laughs> you know, I, clearly, as you said earlier, I'm embellishing a little bit, but like, that was the gist of what the contract contained <laughs> was pretty much like, if, if you do something to damage not only your reputation, but potentially the reputation of the firm, we, you can't then like sue us if we decide to let you go, which I'm, I was like, that's very fair. Yeah. Oh, 100 percent. Yeah. Well, especially yeah. in this day and age. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they they need to cover their sides as well. I mean, look, I get nervous asking my boss for like three days off. Like, you know, vacation <laughs> <laughs> time. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, well, like the, the freakiest part about it was like, like my the, the CEO of my firm, he was kind of like, OK, well, how long are you going to be gone? And I was like. It might be like three weeks. It might be like a hundred days. And I can't tell you for sure which one it's going to be because I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was like, I know that has to be probably the most frustrating answer to that question, but that's really all I can give you. And he was just like, okay. And I was like, damn, you cool. Right. <laughs> you cool as shit. Like that's, I was like, that's awesome. Cause I would have looked at somebody and been like, okay, so you don't want to work here. Cool. Have a great day. See you later. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But no, he was, he was very understanding. So was the entire firm, my department chair, like they were all very understanding and it just made, like took a big weight off my shoulder to where I'm like, okay, now I can just focus on what I need to go do. And uh, it was great. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I mean, yeah, as soon as he said, no, that's fine. I'm like, what contract do you want me to sign? I'll sign, (laughs) sign it right now. Whatever it is. Like that was the thing. If If you're willing to let me go, like, and, you just want to make sure you're doing your due diligence by, you know, your firm, which you're, you're the CEO of, which is like, it's predominantly your job to do is look out for the interests of the firm. I'll, I'll absolutely be, you know, accommodating. Yeah, absolutely. So getting to LA, going on to the Big Brother show and you walk into the house and kind of see the layout of the house. Was there an idea already there that you wanted to work with Derek? You want to work with Tiffany and you kind of wanted the cookout before it was called the cookout. So. I said in my preseason interviews, I think you can go and find them with like either Us Weekly or maybe Entertainment Tonight. I literally said in my preseason interviews, I, a lot of what I did in the house, I said I was going to do before I even ended. Yeah. I, I noted that like no one black has ever won the show. So I'm going to either put myself in a position to win or I want to do what I can to help make sure that somebody else gets it. Um, so I was already going in with that mindset, but I didn't know, you don't know who's going to be on the cast. Like you have no idea. Absolutely. So when... I get in there and then I see Big D, I see Tip, I see Kai, I see Chada, I see Aza. And it was, it was kind of like, okay, I want to look out for these people for sure. But then like to know that they were all kind of already on that same wavelength, it just made it easy to wear like, y'all may not notice, but in the black community, a head nod is pretty much a signed contract. Like it was like, hey, and you know, they give you one of these back. It's like, oh, dude, we, we locked in now. And that's all, like nothing needs to be said. The initial thought I had was, um, from like it's a Chappelle show skate and he goes I looked at the other guy on the plane and I just went like this and he went yeah and we knew right away and I was like oh, yeah like a blood pact yeah it's done <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I was gonna say it, it seemed like it was it was the perfect season because every one of you guys yeah. from the cookout came in with that that notion of I'm gonna help somebody from the black com- uh, community win Big Brother right. one of us is going yeah. to win at this yeah. season. Yeah, yeah. So it definitely made it, I won't say like throughout the game it was easy, but it definitely was good to have that kind of foundation for when the the alliance was formed. 
um, just to kind of be able to use that foundation to motivate us to kind of stick with it season after season, after we're getting on each other's nerves, after we're dealing with these twists, after we're, we're losing friends as we kind of continue to navigate the game. It was, uh, it was definitely something that we could kind of keep rooted to, to why we were there and what we wanted to accomplish. And, uh, you know, we, we, it worked out. 100%. And, and that season yeah. was so different because of the team format that you guys yeah. were in, where you were on the Kings, if I remember correctly, with uh, Alyssa and Christian. I, I, honestly, I was, I was so happy with my team. <laughs> it was a good team. <laughs> it was so good. I was so happy. I was so happy with my team. I was like, boy, we got a little bit of everything. We got, we got a comp beast in Christian. Alyssa and SB are both capable of winning competitions. I was capable of winning competitions. And I was like, I just like our, like our team. But nobody, in the, nobody else in the house liked us together. They were, they were like, look, at some point, the Kings team got to get gone. Yeah. <laughs> so I, was like, damn. I was like, damn, man. Like, I was like, I know they got to go because I got the cookout. But like, damn, man, this team's <laughs> good. Like, we, we got a little bit of everything. This is a strong team of four. But uh, yeah, I was that, that was a twist where like I just happened to get picked on a really good team. So I was thankful for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, well, and the reason I bring that up is because throughout the game, you know, obviously the cookout and I, I know it's showed us Tiffany's idea to each have like one person outside of the cookout that you're oh, really your, close with. Your pair, yeah. And yours was Alyssa yeah. from the Kings. Mm-hmm. Inevitably, it boiled down to where you had to let go of, you know, one of your close allies and Alyssa in the game. I mean, how tough of a decision was that, especially knowing that you had to sit next to her on the block during that point? It was tough. It was tough at two points to like let people I was close with go. I think it first kind of hit me when Christian left week five, because like Tiffany and I potentially discussed flipping that boat. And so it was like I was torn because I was like, if I had actually maybe been a little more active, I potentially could have kept him here. And all he wanted to do was make it to jury. Um, But I was like, but the cookout voted the majority decided that he needed to go. So I was like, he needs to go. And that was the first time it kind of hit me that like, like, damn, these people that we're building relationships with are going to be walking out. But then like, I got Alyssa and I got closer and closer as the season went, as the season went on. So then by the time she was a victim, she was the last person outside of the cookout. It was kind of bittersweet because it's like, this is like, this is the homie. But at the same time, like we just, we just accomplished our goals. It was real. It was real bittersweet. Like I was, I was crying. I was crying sad tears, but I was also crying like happy tears at the same time. But, uh, you know, it's just, that's just how the game goes sometimes. Absolutely. I mean, look, in my personal opinion with the cookout, it's probably the strongest alliance in Big Brother I've ever seen. Ever, yeah. Um, The fact that, you know, there's a lot of alliances that you're like, oh, we're going to make the final six or the final seven. And they just implode by the fifth or sixth episode (laughs) in. Yeah. the able to be able to you know especially some of the blow-ups that happen between oh, big yeah. d and tiffany and with too. Brittany yeah. and all that Ooh. like the way that you guys were able to keep it together all the way through to the final six and for me i was waiting for that because at that point it's like okay where's the pecking order in the final six of the cookout mm-hmm. and yeah. i mean i think it was smart that you guys got rid of tiffany first because i think if you it came down to it she could have won that season pretty easily yeah I think Tiffany was easily the biggest kind of my biggest competition from my season. Absolutely. Just yeah. From uh from a what she had done in the game and also her her jury management. It was it was, that would have been definitely more of a battle sitting in final two with her. But yeah, so Tiffany like it was funny because like I think at times members of the cookout have been so focused on getting to final six that like 
once we got there, they were there, or like once we started to get closer to final six, it was like, then they were starting to kind of try to figure out like what happened after final six. Whereas like, for me, I was kind of already doing that. And that was more so just like have, having strong relationships with, with as many people, not really trying to do it, not trying to ruffle any feathers, not trying to do anything that's going to cause me to be an unnecessary target or like try to give people reasons either inside or outside the cook. I'm trying to give people reasons to, to want to come after me outside of me just existing the way that I do, you know, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like I can't do anything if they find me intimidating because I'm a above six foot fit black guy. Like there's not shit that I can do about that. But to the, to the extent that I can kind of mitigate that, I'm going to try to do so, which means just, you know, treating people with kindness, being, trying to be respectful, you know, not, not if I get in power, trying to make a decision that's not going to come back and bite me in the ass, maybe doing something that uh, a kind of consensus decision amongst the house, as opposed to doing something that I want to do that's going to piss off a lot of people. Right. Absolutely. Right. Well, and look, you held your composure throughout this whole season extremely well, oh, yeah. whether it was, you know, having to let go of, you know, someone that you grew close with throughout the season, like Alyssa or, you know, Christian. Um, I like to remember him as Lord uh, Farquaad because when he strained <laughs> oh his God. hair, that was one uh, of the best yeah. moments. Yeah, he, he did. He did look like a nice little medieval prince. Yeah, yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Golden Noodle. That's my guy. That's oh, man. Noodle. He was, he was, he, dude, he, was so, he was so full of like energy. He's like, or he just is. I say was. Like, he, he is. He's just so full of like energy. He's a fun, he's a fun guy. Someone that I hope we get to see again, maybe on the challenge oh, here in the future. Awesome. I think he'd be a I good think fit. Be, I think he'd be great on the challenge. I think, I think he's a, a fierce competitor. And I think he's one of those guys that just has kind of a knack for these games and these competitions. Oh, like, I, I think of like, you know, Tyler Christman, I think is just very good at these types of games. Uh, Jordan Wisely is very good at these types of games. And they're guys who aren't like bigger, you know, they're not like right. a Fessy CT. Like, they're not guys that are just going to like hulk you. But the no. guys that are just like really going to be really good at these games because they just have like a knack for it. And you can't really, it's not really something you can train for a coach. Like some people just have it. Yeah, yeah absolutely. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. I mean, we use it in sports. It's, you know, he's just got that something about him, that little bit extra that you can't really explain, but mm-hmm. they're just built for those kind of games. Yeah. And oh, well, what, what was it that, that Fessy said about bananas. Oh, he's good at stupid shit. <laughs> he's just good at stupid shit. Like, <laughs> and it is. It's like, it's yeah. just little stupid shit like that. And some people are good at it. Like, that's fucked up. It's true. Though. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, some people are just like, like Kylan, like Kylan, I think is really good at these like types of competitions too. I think he's a, a strong competitor in this like realm. Like, if I was to put Kylan on a basketball court, he'd probably embarrass himself. But like, you put him in like, these style, these like style of competitions, I think he's going to succeed because he's, I think he, these are just, he's kind of like built for these. hundred percent. And since you brought Kylan up, I, I, we all know what happened in the big brother house, you know, and, mm-hmm. and how in bad taste, what he said was, yeah. um, with that being said, there's been a lot of time since that, where's your guys' relationship now? I think our relationship, we've repaired kind of the damage. It was bad for a while there, mostly on my end. Like, like I, I haven't had that much anger. Like, I don't know if I ever have. Um, know quite what my brother meant to me or who my brother was to me. Yeah. So like saying something that was going to be disrespectful to my brother brings out like a level of anger in me that I, you know, I know you guys saw me be composed, but like I, I was, I was mad. I was mad. Like I, I, I had never had that much resentment towards an individual, I think ever. And this was like for months after the show, like he apologized 
but then I saw his exit interviews and then it was like from there, I was like, yo, he, I, I don't care for this man. Like, like it's gonna, when I see him, cause we're doing cookout stuff, it's going to take everything not to just snatch him up. But like, um, at, over time, you just kind of, you know, I remember when I saw my nephew for the first time, kind of after the show, um, you know, we got along great. We were joking around and happy. And I just kind of realized like, no matter what anybody says, like my nephew is always going to be proud of his uncle. You know, my brother's always going to be proud of me and the things that yeah. I'm doing. So like, you know, I, I was like, it was just like holding on to this, like hatred is just, it's not going to do me any good. It's not, it's just giving that person continual power over, power over me. So let's just, you know, I just got to the point where I was just kind of at peace with him. It was just like, we just kind of exhaled it. And then, um, you know, from, from there, we kind of just started to gradually re- rebuild our relationship, you know, a couple of DMs here and there, maybe a text, just checking in, like, how you doing? You know, I still don't know that our personality that's unless like I moved to LA and we're able to spend more time together. But like, you know, we're, I, I would say him and I are in as good of a place as we've, as we've probably been since leaving the house. And I'm, honestly, I'm grateful for that because like he, he's a member of the cookout, a member of the cookout. I would rather us all be be family it doesn't mean we're never going to get into it but it's just like it's good to be at that point to where i'm like you know no i don't i don't have anything against him i don't have any beef with him and it's it feels i feel much better about being in that place than being in the place that i was 100 percent. and it's one of those things i think you said it we're family because of the shared experience we went through and Mm -hmm. sometimes family fights and they don't get along and they do stupid shit and they say stupid shit and you know and you got to rebuild that relationship like you said it it was like a storm came through and blew it down to the foundation now you got to start building it back up to to see if there's anything there right right and it looked like I've never seen so much corporate composure in my life as when that happened. I, so I, I do give you credit for that. Cause I saw the rage. There. <laughs> no, I, it's funny. Cause like a lot of people ask me like, bro, how didn't you just like punch him in the face? I was like, bro, you don't understand. There's nothing I wanted to do more in my life. This <laughs> yeah. is just like handle that a different way. Yeah. Absolutely. But it's, it's one of those times where you gotta, you gotta see big picture. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I could handle this a certain type of way, you know, the way maybe my family might handle it. But if I do that, I lose out on the opportunity to win three quarters of a million dollars. And it's like, like, that's a $750,000 ass whooping. So, like, he got he to gotta go in the hospital or something. Like, he got to, something's <laughs> got to get broke because that's an expensive, that's an expensive ass whooping. Yeah, yeah. And, and possibly even your job, you know. I mean, if you get in a fight on TV. Yeah, I could lose my job. I could lose. Um, I could lose, like, I probably wouldn't end up on the challenge subsequently because yeah. it's like, you know, well, you might, maybe have. I would end up on the challenge. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> probably would have got called for flagship right away. Maybe they would have been like, oh, he got in a fight. Ring him. Ring him. <laughs> we need that energy. We haven't had a fight since CT. We need more right. of that. Pair him with CT. Oh, in fact. Right. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Right. And me, I, me and a young CT, like, so, like, it's funny because, like, with Big Brother, there was money on the line, but, like, I don't, I don't play, sh- I don't, I don't play <laughs> shit like that. So, like, it was just, yeah, but yeah. So, like, in that moment, it was just like, I could, I could do something that I'm probably gonna regret because it's not gonna lead to me winning. And if I can just hold it together in this moment, I likely win, and like, numerous opportunities will come if I can just hold it together for this moment. So it's like one of those things that's like. Just realize he lost right now. He's hurt. He's saying whatever he's going to say. Don't let what he says make you a loser, too. And I was like, I'm not going to let it. And Monday morning quarterback, you know, obviously we know what happened. It was the right decision because, look, you, you went, end up winning. 
Um, you end up going on the challenge. You end up being on, uh, I believe it was called, I, I don't know, so soap operas, but the bold and the beautiful. Am I right on that one? Yeah. Yeah. Little acting stint. <laughs> uh, I was funny. They were like, you need to say the cookout. And I was like, how the fuck does one work the cookout organically into a statement? Like, oh, it's going to be hot like the cookout. I was like, what the fuck? What? <laughs> I was like, what is this, Disney? Who talks like that? Like, who the fuck says some shit like that? Like, it's going to be hot like cookout. Like, who the fuck? I don't talk like that. It might be hot like the sun. Like, I don't know. That seems more normal, but hot like a cookout. Like, no. You hungry at a cookout. Like, I don't know. Yeah, come on. There you come go. on. Yeah. But, hey, I was like, this is my line. You hear the read your lines. Talk to the actors and actresses. Have a good time. And then go on about your business. You, yeah. you sell that line there and then get out of there yep. with that one. Yeah, I'm going I'm to give it everything I've got. I'm <laughs> yep. Denzel, it's hot like a cookout, and I'm on. <laughs> like, I'm gone. Oh, James E. Forrester, executive. Exit scene. <laughs> look, that's great. I mean, look, you're like the most interesting man. Uh, you, you, lawyer, <laughs> reality TV star, uh, soap opera actor. Uh, could have been an NBA commentator after, you know, hearing right. about hearing you narrate your high school video. That was fucking A1. A1. Well, so the reason that video, so that's funny, I previously recorded those videos because like my brothers and I, my brothers and I are very competitive bunch. We yeah. are. Uh, on my dad's side, my brothers and I are a very competitive bunch. I would say the age gap between all of us. So my youngest brother on my dad's side is he's going to be 23 this Halloween. And then my oldest brother just turned 40. But there's five of us. So, like, there's a lot of years in between there. We're always competitive. Like, we go home, we play cards. They're my, a, fist fight, my, a fist fight might break out just because they're, like, <laughs> that competitive. But, like, it's always love. But it's funny because, like, my, my brothers and I will always get into it. Like, oh, who had the best, like, high school team? Um, because, like, they didn't go on to play college. I'm the only one of my siblings who wouldn't play in college. But, like, um, my oldest brother, Billy, his high school team was very good. Uh, I believe they had a... A 20 and 0 season. Um, like they didn't lose a game all season. I think they just ended up losing at some point in the playoffs. And then um, my younger brother, Derek, he, or my older brother, Derek, he had a team that ended up going to the Breslin Center for the States twice. I think they made it to the semifinals twice. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Yeah. They ended up, they had a player on the team named Shane Winnington who would go on to be, 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 um, be in the NBA, play several years overseas. Like he was, he was like 6'11". He was a giant. Oh, Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Friendly giant, though. He's such a, Shane is such a good dude. I still stay in contact with him to this day. But, yeah, so they, his team was loaded. And then my high school team, uh, we had a perfect season. We went 20-0 and 0 my junior season. And then my sophomore year, um, we went to stay semis. But I was in the class. So their school was class D. Like, you know how there's classes and yeah, like levels yeah, yeah. in high school sports. So theirs was like the, the, the smallest – class that you had, which was class D or maybe even class C for Billy. And then for me, I was in class B when I was winning. And then we even went to class A my senior year. Um, so it was like, we would get into it then about who had the best high school team. Uh, my younger brother, Devin, his weren't that good. So he just kind of stays quiet in conversation. <laughs> and then my brother, Kevin, he more so just like, he just more so likes to get into the banter. His team isn't really in the conversation, like they had solid teams, but they, they aren't really in the conversation with me, Derek and Billy's team. Uh, but me, Derek and Billy will get into it. It was like, okay, Billy's like, um, my team had a perfect record. And I'm like, my team had a perfect record. We <laughs> lost in playoffs too. But then Derek's like, well, my team made the Breslin twice. And I'm like, we went to the Breslin too. And 
my school was bigger than all of So like, <laughs> ultimately I'm pretty sure I win this, which like, I think if we like sat down and like, we took both of those teams, like all of our teams that we think are the best in their prime, I think it would probably be between my, my older brother, Derek, one of his teams that went to the Breslin and probably my team from my junior year. I think we probably still beat them, but I think that would be a good game. All right. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Yeah, I'm going to raise these blinds and I'm going to get some more water. Oh, God. Remember that? Yep, there it is. See, you hear it? Dude, I stand <laughs> up and I sound like a box of Rice Krispies treats. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I'm like a, one of the guys in Caddyshack. I just feel old and seasoned. Or like, I just feel like I'm, I feel like Chris Farley whenever he tried to move. <laughs> Van down by a river. <laughs> Look, see, I'm from the generation where before there were memes where we just quoted shit to our friends all the time. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like Anchorman, Dave Chappelle. It was just that's what we did to pass the time. What I see, I saw an interview recently where like Anchorman, Will Ferrell did an interview recently where Anchorman almost wasn't a thing. Oh, really? Yeah, he had like pitched it to like networks and nobody pitched and nobody was picking it up. But then he went and did old school. And because yeah. old school was so popular, then people then went back to like Anchorman and was like, hey, let's snatch this up. Which is crazy to me because I'm like, old school was good, but like, it's not Anchorman. And Anchorman had such a dominant, like Will Ferrell, Steve Carell, Paul Rudd. And then you've got like all those, when they do like the big fight scene from Anchorman, and then yes. you get all those like random actors. Ben Stiller. Like, yeah, Anchorman's iconic. Oh, Jack Black kicks his dog off the bridge. <laughs> yeah. The fact that that like almost didn't happen is just like terrifying. And then yet he still somehow got approval to make Blades of Glory. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, so I'm a big, I know some people don't like him. I love Will Ferrell. Oh. Like, I think his comedy is great. I think he's hilarious, but I know with Will Ferrell, it's either hit or miss a lot. Like either you love him or you hate him. Like there's no in between yeah. from what I found. But, um, it's funny, like, the Will Ferrell movie isn't actually a comedy. Fiction, great movie. And that's a more serious role he's done. Like, it's not a comedy piece. There's a couple I've seen him in that I really like where he, it's not comedy. It's um, Stranger Than Fiction. And then, is it the one you were talking about, Everything Must Go? Have you seen that one? Mm, that one's good, too. Yeah, I've seen Everything Must Go, too. And that's a more serious film, too. Yeah, and he plays that role so well. And he's still able to deliver some comedy behind it, even though it's through like a sheet of pain but <laughs> yeah yeah well i think that's just kind of will Ferrell. he's just inherently funny like yes there's no way because he's like a, he's like a huge dude too so it's like sometimes when you're just like big and kind of like i don't know your limbs just don't make sense like i think it's just <laughs> inherent for you to be funny he, he does remind me of like those kids you'd see freshman year in high school that were like six two and they hadn't really grown into that body yet and they're still trying yeah. to figure out what to do with their arms that's a lot of what will Ferrell yeah. reminds yeah. me of pretty much well i mean obviously you win big brother which historic event and yeah. it started the next line in the event which was the first black woman to win big brother with taylor hale yeah it, which I, I think is incredibly awesome that it, it happened. Like it took so back. long yeah. to happen. And then it goes back to back like that. Yeah, I think it was, it was so cool. Perfect. But I guess my next real question is, is what made you decide to go from doing, you know, big brother, bold and the beautiful, you kind of get back, get back into working at your firm and then decide, you know, fuck it, let's go on the challenge. So 
I was more a fan of the challenge than I would say I was a big brother growing up. Like I used to watch MTV as a challenge in like high school. Like I was a mm. big fan of Leroy, CT, Wes. Who else was on the challenge? Like kind of more back in the day. Um, what is there? Laurel. I was a fan of Paula. The more like OGs is when I was kind of watching. It was when I was watching the challenge. And so um, it was like, cool. Like here's an opportunity for me to be able to say like I did the challenge. And like it also just kind of worked out timing wise because like well like you 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 signed the contract and i saw that like at the time when they would have kind of control of like my nils which is name image and likeness and like the mm-hmm. sports law world was for about a year and that was just kind of it coincided with kind of like my my contract that i previously that i had previously signed for the other show so it was just kind of like okay it makes sense to do it now because it's not like i'm attacking on any more time so yeah let's just let's just give it a shot hopefully it goes well and if it doesn't it, you know, we can at least still say we did it. Like I, I got to be a part of like the, the challenge universe, which is cool. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it turns out that it's really like an independent season of its own. Like I know they're doing a sequel to it now, but it's not the same because it was truly just all CBS players. Mm-hmm. I think they did you guys from Big Brother a little bit dirty by the fact that they brought so many people back from 23 into the challenge with mm. Derek X, That's Alyssa, true. yourself, Tiffany. No, so that was actually something that pissed me off. Like, I remember I was talking to one of the members of the casting team who was recruiting me. And, like, obviously, like, people people talk before they go on the challenge. I think that's just something that's normalized. Yeah. And I'm finding out, like, so many people from my season going on. But, like, you know, you don't have it confirmed that they're going on. But it's, like, the fact that all y'all are, like, kind of moving through the process at this point, and I'm counting on my hands. I'm like, yo, that's, like, five, six people just from my season, like, and I was like pissed because I was like, it, it, it's cool to see them. You know, it's great because like I, I was like, I'm cool with all of them. But at the same time, I was like, yo, I just beat them. They might be feeling some type of way. Exactly. Yeah. But then pot got a little bit sweeter. So I was like, oh, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, so like that was uh, that was already something that was on my radar, which is why I was like, y'all need to make this a little more worthwhile. Absolutely. Like, okay, well, hopefully we can come together. I was I my, like, all right, I'm excited. Like, like, hey, I can work with DX this time. I can work with Alyssa this time. Like, people that I didn't really get the chance to fully work with last time, I can try and work with this time. And it was like some of the, I would say some of the stronger players who are outside the cookout. So I'm like, cool. Like, this will be, this will be great. This is like kind of the best of, of both sides. Let's, let's go ahead and see what we can do on the challenge. And that was not everyone's game plan. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think it's I think it's intuitive of you to think, hey, I just beat all these people and they're going to feel some type of way. And then yeah. right away, we see that someone who said that they were cool, they understood what you did on Big Brother. There was no hard feelings. And it, with Alyssa and then all of a sudden, like first con- first episode, like first. <laughs> yeah, first episode, she's like, no, nah, fuck them. I want to get them all out. I want them out. <laughs> Yeah, it's fun. Like you look back now and you just kind of laugh at it because it's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like honestly, that's all you can do. Just like, yeah, fuck. <laughs> yeah, what can you do, right? I mean, yeah, like I can't go back and change anything, but it's just like, hey, y- y- y'all felt how y'all felt. <laughs> like, I think it was fitting what you said. Y'all are just pissed off because I'm rich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, like. I didn't like the thing that I probably got ever like what's my relationship with them like now that's typically what I what I get when it comes to like the challenge USA and like I still disagree with the move and I'm sure they still view it as a good move. So like 
which is fine. Like, I think everyone's just kind of standing how, how they feel. Um, our relationships are fine now. Like, I, I have no problem with this. I have no problem with Kyler. But, like, I, I just disagree with the move from a game standpoint just because I was like, bro, y'all could have used me longer. Like, yeah. it's not – like, you could have held on to that. And then, like, at some point, take, I just didn't – it's not that they took the shot at me. And I said this even after when I was getting interviewed after, like, I got eliminated for a chance to take a shot at me. It was just like, when you guys did that, I was like, bro, y'all didn't even, like, use me. They were worried. I know, I believe maybe DX, that they were, he was worried about me getting like a good partner because of the algorithm. And then eventually they, they might not have another shot. And I was like, I, I understand that. And I know DX also said that he didn't want to run against me in the final. So like, I understand that. Or at least I can, I can respect that logic. But I was just like, bro, y'all could have used me. Like, even if I bought you guys, let's say the next week I was partnered with like Angela. And, and we win the daily challenge next week. I'm not looking at any of you guys. So you guys bought yourself another week. Kylan, for you, if you get another week, you make it to the individual part of the challenge where you're probably going to do very well. Alyssa, if you make it another week, you make the final. So, like, yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? That's where, like, one week that I could have potentially given you guys just from being another competitor on your guys' side could have helped you both make a final. And right. instead, none of us did, which was like, damn. Because <laughs> like, I, I, I know that, that, like, that cast, as far as, like, the people that we brought from BB23 was... Solid. I mean, DX yeah. went and won the amazing race. I think Alyssa and Kylan are both formidable. Tiffany's brilliant. Was that it? Oh, Ozzy was there. Yeah, Ozzy was there. Ozzy was giving it her best shot. She, she was like, oh, Ozzy was like, I can't swim. And I was like, don't worry, it'll be fine. Like, it's all good. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it happen somehow. Like, you're going to be all right. Just And like, the thing that I loved about Ozzy is that like, no matter what it was, she was always giving it everything she got. Yeah. She's been on Big Brother during the, the volley the volleyball competition, she, she had scraped knees because she was like diving on the ground. But like, so like she, she might not athletically be there, but she's going to give it her all. And that's not, I can't ask anymore of anybody to give it their best no. shot. You know? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think, I think our group was good. It was just, it sucked that we weren't all on the same page. I think you hit the, the nail right on the head with it, which was, it was a premature move because yeah. at that point, even if you do win and you get a string of really good partners, you're not going after Big Brother when you've got Tyson on the other side or you've got, Danny. you know, Danny or Cinco. I mean, all of those guys are real competitors. That was probably the most frustrating aspect of it was like that, like the people from my season were so fixated on me. And like, because I had just won, I was like, bro, there's three people in here who have won more money than me. Like, yeah. what? like if, if, if it's money, like look at a top notch swimmer and like uh, a world class cyclist. You yeah. want to run a final against him instead of like the division two college basketball player? Like <laughs> what? Or you want to take on the Dallas Cowboy? Who, who you want? You, you really want the not. Olympian and Angela? Or do you want just the, the, the all around stud and Desi? Like, why are y'all looking at me? <laughs> like, but it was like, okay, well, like y'all clearly still feel some type of way. And I can't, I can't do anything to change that. So, you know, they made the move. It landed. That's how it goes. Fuck my back hurts. Damn. <laughs> you want to grab another chair? We can wait. It ain't nothing. No, I got I got my chair. I'm gonna be bro, you don't understand. You're dealing with a thug. All right. I'm good. <laughs> Promise you I'm good. Like, come on now. Don't play me. I'm you know what I'm saying? I'm depot in this bitch. Like, let's go. <laughs> Improvise, over that. Uh, overcome, adapt. There, there it go. is. There you go. I got there. Improvise, overcome, adapt. I O A. Iowa. 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 <laughs> be Iowa. A, yeah. be aggressive. Be Iowa. 
That's what everyone wants to be. Everyone wants to be Iowa. Yeah. Except for the people in Iowa. Except the Hawkeyes. That's it. Everybody else, though. Everybody else wants to be Iowa. So, obviously, you know, you, you lose that elimination with Shan. The only question I have for you, mm-hmm. do you regret breaking the glass? Do you think you should have taken your time on that one? No. No, I like hindsight 2020 is kind of funny because it was like yeah if i hadn't broke through the glass then like we we might have won but we also might have lost yeah right yeah like it, it might not have worked out just as much as me punching through the glass it worked out but if i had punched through that glass and then we won i think that would have sent more of a message to the rest of the house because we would have had a penalty and still won Yes, that's a good point. And also, like when we when when Shannon and I got down to that puzzle, like I think maybe how people viewed it was like we were so far behind, which we were when we started, but we caught up to them like that. But like we just there, there was literally a middle piece of that puzzle that we just could not find. Yeah, because yeah. like, like I'm not bad at puzzles, I or at least I don't consider myself to be bad at puzzles. I had a puzzle on Big Brother. I think I did pretty well. Hundred percent. And so like this was like okay, perfect. And honestly, I had a lot of frustration that I wanted to get out. And like, I remember talking to Shan. I was like, hey, do you feel like you want to punch through the glass? Like, how do you want to go about this? She was like, um, because you got to remember, she had just gotten like blindsided. And they kind of made all of that elimination about her, which we all knew it wasn't about her. But in that moment, Shan's like kind of thinking that it's about her. And she's like, she's apologizing to me. And I'm like, this ain't your fault. Like two people from my season just sent us down here. Like this, this ain't your fault. But yeah. so it was like, okay. I, I, I don't know where her head's at. I'm sure she's more than capable of doing it, but fuck it. I'll just do it and we'll take the penalty. But while we're doing the penalty, it'll give us time to kind of map out how this puzzle can go. So we can, we're not just going to be sitting there. Let's try to figure out how we can get things to where we need to get them. So that way, as soon as that clock runs out, we're good. And then, um, so yeah, like we caught up to them quick. We just got stuck. And when we got stuck, we didn't get unstuck. And that happens. But yeah, so I, I don't know that I like regret it. You know, it was a decision. It didn't work out. That happens. That's part of competition. It was a, it was extremely close too. even with that penalty. Yeah. It was extremely close. You guys were pretty close to figuring that out. Would you ever consider coming back on the challengers? So I, part of me wants to like really come back, but I wanted to, I, I don't know how, like, cause like you don't know what the, the twist of the season is going to be. If it was like, like this season was teams, which means people individually can kind of show what they do. And I would have preferred that on our season. Or I would prefer something like War of the Worlds where everything was just kind of like individual. I want, if I come back, I want to show what I can do. I don't want to have to adapt my game to like a partner or like a partner have to adapt to me because like I have weaknesses and yeah. I don't want any of my weaknesses to bring anybody else down. Just like I wouldn't want anybody else's weaknesses to bring down my performance. Like I want to be able to just go and show what I can do. Yeah. Um, so that aspect really, really incentivized me to want to go back. But at, at this point in my life, it's also got to make sense. You know, like I'm working, I'm working at my firm. I just got engaged. Like there's a lot of things going on in my personal life to where like, I'm like, I hope they call me so I can at least then weigh the options and know whether or not it makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, I'm not going to jeopardize the life that I'm kind of creating outside of reality TV to go and, and be on another show that like, where like, I, I don't know, it is, it's, I might not be in control of like how I do, you know, like, right. that's a tough aspect. Like if I feel like I'm in a position to actually go and be competitive, that gives me more incentive to go. But if I feel like it might be similar to season one, where it's like, I don't know, 
Yeah. Yeah, it, that that makes it hard. Like I, I have a desire to go back on the challenge, but it's it's got to make sense. And also, I, I also I want to add this too, and this is more so on the side of where I might be a little hesitant. Like, dude, I've had three major athletic surgeries: uh, torn Achilles on my left leg, torn ACL on my left leg, and now I got this wrist surgery. Like, I'm not really looking to have any more surgeries. When I think of like Derrick Rose. Mm-hmm. That man has blown out his the whole lower half of his body, but he's getting paid millions to do it. Yes. You know what I'm saying? There's more of an incentive to put your body on the line when you're getting paid millions. For me to appear on the challenge, I'm putting my body on the line, essentially, and unless I win, it's like I'm getting paid to cover my medical bills, you know? Yeah, like, yeah exactly. So, so like, there's, there's a lot of risk with it, but, like, I'm also a competitor. I'm an athlete. Like, I want to go out there and I want to compete, so it's it's gonna. It's just gotta be something that, like, when the the opportunity presents itself, I need to weigh all the factors and make it make sure it makes sense for me to do it. Hundred percent. I think if, especially because of your competitive background with playing basketball and just the natural competitor that you are, just from the story you were explaining with you and your brothers, it's a natural outlet for you to go and still compete and get that competition out. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, I love the, the competition aspect of it. And the, I like the competitions on the challenge more than I like the competitions on Big Brother, even though Big Brother holds a special place in my heart. Those competitions were more exciting. They seemed a little more challenging. So yeah, I, I definitely like, I would love to get that aspect back, but again, it's just, it's got to make sense. Um, and when it will make sense, I don't know. It could make sense soon. It might make sense, you know, a year or two down the line. I'm not sure. So it's just a matter of like, are they going to give me the call? Right. And then if they do give me the call, I got, I got to weigh what all is going on in my life. I mean, especially with, you know, like you said, you're, you're recently engaged, you're back working at your firm. You know, there's a lot to weigh the options there. I mean, I think you're a more natural fit on the challenge than you are in big brother. Not to say that you're not a great player at big brother, but I think your skill set is more for the challenge mm. for those competitions. I would probably agree. I think I, I can do well on both, but like yes. my, I think my athletic background lends itself more towards probably the challenge. Yeah. Whereas maybe like my, my lawyer background maybe lends itself more towards big brother. Yes. hundred percent. Well, and I mean, even looking at just the level of different types of challenges that we saw on the first USA to what we're seeing currently. Oh yeah. Like how well you would have done on this last daily where you just, the, the goal is run and jump and grab a baton. As you fall yeah, the so yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah that that's built for me. Like I, so, on the challenge USA, the competition that was probably the most—I don't want to say frustrated with because I really love my partner, but like the challenge where I felt the most kind of—I would say in, in some degree I felt really kind of held back, so to speak. Yeah, was the um, it was the it was the challenge that Kylan and Angela won. It was that running challenge where you were doing like um, um, the you, were, you were swinging back and. Yeah, you were sprinting back and forth. Someone was balancing, and then you were doing what was it like Wheel of Fortune? I think at the end with like the little tiles. <laughs> yes. You know what I'm saying? It was kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. That was probably the challenge that I was really kind of like, I, I, I like, and like the funny thing is, like, dude, I love Kayla. Kayla's so awesome. Oh yeah, Kayla's oh, such yeah. a good. Kayla's so great. But um, and I know she felt bad because she was like, I don't really feel like I can balance. And I'm like, for me, I'm like, yo, speed is like running back and forth. I did that for years. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's all we did at basketball. Like you, you go ways. down and back all the literally. I was like, that's that's this is like this is my comp. Um, but she didn't feel comfortable balancing. And I was like, I'd rather not throw you up there when you're not feeling confident about it 
and me go run just for you to drop. And then we go straight into elimination. Like, let me go up. And I didn't feel great about balancing at all, but I'm like, if you're ultimately like, I can't, I don't want to do it, which you was like, I don't feel comfortable balancing. I was like, that's perfectly fine. Run, 100%. give you your best shot. And uh, I'll go up there and I'll try to manage the balancing. Cause it wasn't just balancing, you know, you had that pole and the then bar. you had those like, yeah. And then you had those bags where if they missed the letter, it was going to, you know, you had to you. distribute yeah. that weight. Yeah. So it was like, that was probably one where I was like, oh, I really wish I would have been able to run. Um, because that was like my, in any athletic realm, my speed has always probably been my biggest strength. Yeah. Um, and so that was one that I was like, ah, that's, that sucks. But you know, I, Kayla went, she gave it her best shot and I'm, I was proud of her. Yeah, she just wasn't, she wasn't as fast as Kylan. That happens. And it's one of those scenes with partners, as long as they're giving it their all, you can't really hold it against yeah, them. Yeah. There's not, that, that's, I don't think I had a single partner while I was on the challenge USA who didn't give it their all in any competition. That's all I can ask them. Yeah. Um, you know, so like you, you can't really get like super frustrated, you know, it's just kind of like, Hey, you know, you gave me your best shot. We just didn't win this time. And like, you only get that. I think you get that mentality when you're like familiar with sports. Like you realize like sometimes you can give your best and you might still lose. And that's yeah. just kind of is what it is. And so, yeah, I was, I was happy with my partners. I was always happy with the effort. I was just like, if I come back, I would like to be able to do it on my own. I would like to be able to just kind of compete on my own, make alliances on my own. Just like when I'm giving my performance, especially in an elimination, because yeah. like, I think, I think all limit, this is just something I think the challenge should have is just like a rule. If you're going to eliminate somebody, they should be by themselves. They yeah. shouldn't have to rely on somebody else for their game. I don't think that's fair. No, um, I didn't like that. Or, or like, cause like, let's say you're in elimination and like your partner gives up, but you're giving it your all. You go home because your partner checked out. That's not, that doesn't seem right. Or like, 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 let's just take my elimination. We get thrown in because of like my big brother passed and like Shan's ends up being a casualty of war. Like, I don't like that shit. Yeah. No, like they're coming for me. Let them just come for me. Leave her out of it. So like that aspect, I hate. Even if it's a partnered season, at least you're with that partner for more than one week. Right. You know what I mean? So you know where their weaknesses are and where you can help them out where with the algorithm, you're you learning know. every week. Like you hadn't worked with Shan a whole bunch at that point. This was your no. first intro to it. Uh, hardly at all. Um, like any partner I had with the exception of Oz, I had never worked with before. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what your guys' strengths are. I don't know what your guys' weaknesses are. I don't know how to properly adapt to you. But like, I mean, we never went straight into an elimination. So I was like, we competed fine. Um, but it was just like, yeah, that, that, that aspect I did not like. I don't, I don't like when the eliminations are partnered because I feel like everyone's game when it comes to an elimination should be in their own hand. Yes. I it shouldn't be relying on somebody else. So obviously time on challenge USA ended with you still being a fan of the challenge. Are you, have you kept up with recent seasons? Are you watching USA two now or I'm not really locked into USA two. Like I, I keep up with like, like, like new with reality TV, the cookout pretty much keeps me up to date on everything. Like anything that's going on a big brother, anything that's going on the challenge, <laughs> like they, they still watch it and like actively I'm more so kind of removed. So like they keep me up to date, which is cool. Cause then I ain't got to like, you know, all right, what time is it? All right, let's get to Paramount yeah. plus like, you know, um, which is a great app by the way. So, you know, that's people phenomenal. listening, if you don't have Paramount plus get Paramount plus get that shit. I love that app. Yeah. Um, real yeah. quick sidebar. If you did that poll on best streaming services and you would have said CBS, Netflix, HBO, Max, Paramount Plus, that was that was the top three. If CBS All Access was on there back in the day before it went to Paramount, it was a much better app. Just mm-hmm. putting that out oh. there. 
Do you think so? I think Paramount has I think Paramount has a better reality TV selection, and I think they might have because they have more of the Paramount movies. Mm, that is you true. Get a, yeah. You get a you get a lot of movies because of that Paramount kind of title. Better selection, Paramount, better accessibility and usability functionality. functionality CBS okay. All Access. All right. Param- okay, Paramount trash at that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I can give you that. I can give you yeah. that. But please don't make me rewind something on Paramount Plus because I will get furious. <laughs> it's so yeah, hard. I, I, I can give you all that. Yeah. So that that would be something. That was probably something from the challenge. I was just like, yeah, I wish my elimination would have been individual. Like, because then yeah. Dan ain't got to feel guilty. It's just like, hey, we want you out. And I'm like, cool. Y'all bringing the smoke at me? Bet. Like, let's, let's talk this shit up. Let's I'm ready. Go. Yeah. Like, I, I'm really with this shit. Let's have a hypothetical. Let's say you get to choose the elimination you're going into. What kind of, what would be your ideal elimination? Would it be like balls in, uh, hall brawl? Who am I going up against? Balls in probably I, off off top like the one where you get the ball and it's like pretty much football. Yeah, yeah. like remember American Gladiator? You get it in that little garbage can. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I, I would probably I would probably say that competition with just like if I'm going into elimination, I would probably pick that competition over any other one. Depending on who I'm going against, maybe a hall brawl because like people don't know I like to hit people. Yeah, <laughs> I, like my, so I, back when I played football, um, my dad used to hate me because like I had. I was in the backfield, but I had like a fullback mentality. Mm. Oh yeah, like yeah, I, I like running through people. I, I don't, I didn't like being evasive. I was like, fuck that. I'm, I got passed <laughs> for a reason. Like you, you about to get this hit. <laughs> but, and, I, and he also hated that, like on defensive end, like he hated that. Like I used to love tackling the big people. <laughs> like he, he would see because I wasn't huge. I was always skinny, but like I was like, fuck that. I can still deliver a hit. <laughs> and we had this kid. And on like one of my middle school teams, who was like six foot, probably like two thirty, um, big jolly green giant, but he was just big, and I was probably like five four, maybe a buck <laughs> thirty, soaking wet. Like I was real tiny. But I was like, I'm gonna go hit him. And my dad was like, No, just what? Mom was like, Dad, you didn't raise no bitch. Like I'm gonna go <laughs> get these pads on his shoulder, and I'm fucking yeah. him up. Like, come on, let's get it. And he was like, no, just avoid him. I was like, dad, yeah, that's fun. That's the easy way that gets me a touchdown. But I want to work for that touchdown. I'm going through his head. <laughs> Every now and then, like, I, would, I would say my success rate was probably like 80%. Nice. Like some guys are just too big. And I was like, yeah, I got to stop. But other guys, I'm just running through because they didn't see it coming. I was like, bro, I like hitting people. It's fun. Once again, I think we're learning a little bit more about you as far as why you're making those sounds as you get up now. Right. Yeah, no, I definitely <laughs> So, like, even, I, I put my body through it, man. Like, even with basketball, like, like in basketball, I would probably categorize my game probably similarly to, like, uh, Dwayne Wade, uh, yeah. John Wall. Um, like, I'm, I'm more of a attack the basket, bang with people kind of aggressive, yeah, kind of energy. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to bang. And then on defense, I'm it's like the same. Like, I would guard positions one through four, and occasionally even a five, just because I would I would body up with people. Like, I was never scared of that. And so, um, which is it's. I remember like back in high school. It's funny because like I don't think people quite see that that competitive nature from me. Like that that side of me that kind of like switch flip but like i remember back in high school when our team was doing like really well there was like a preseason write-up about me and one of my other teammates dean colstad he's the son of a, a former nhl player and um i remember it said like 
Oh, Xavier Prather and like Dean Kostad. Off the court, probably two of the nicest kids you'll ever meet. Off the court, two of the fiercest competitors you'll ever find. And that was like, that was 100% true. Yeah. Like off the court, I, I, I like to be kind and respectful and I try to be just a good person to everybody. On the court, I want to rip your fucking head off. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, I, like when I play pickup, I hope someone talks trash to me. I don't, but if they talk trash, oh, it just takes me up to a whole nother level. And that's like, oh, okay. Now I get to embarrass you. This is going to be great. Like now I get to really have fun. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, like people don't really know that side of like my competitive nature, which is, I don't know how they would have. I didn't last long on the challenge. And then big brother, you, you're not really going to see it from those competitions. So yeah, I'm definitely probably balls in. And then if not balls in probably all brawl, but I wouldn't love to do a hall brawl against like Danny or Cinco or no. maybe even like Fessy or CT. Like, those are hall bros. Like I'm not going back down from anybody, but those are hall bros where I'm like, okay, this is more of an uphill battle. So my next question would be like, let's say you get a chance to go against someone like Jordan. What would your Ooh. choice be? Hall bro. <laughs> hall bro. All right. All right. And, and that's the only thing that I think I like. I like my odds probably more in a hall bro than anything else. Not to say Jordan's a slouch. No, no, but no. Like no, no, I might, no. Be, yeah. I might physically be bigger with him, so I, I think it gives me somewhat of an advantage in something where it's just brute force. But like something where it's it it requires more just like challenge game skill. I think he's, in my opinion, he's arguably the best competitor to ever compete on the challenge. Yes. The only person that I think can rival him for that is CT. It's one of those two for like any given challenge. This guy is not someone you want to see. That's either Jordan or CT. Where I think takes CT a notch above him. To where I have CT is like the all time challenge competitor is because CT also has that like physical aspect. Like you don't want to see CT in a hall brawl either. No. Yeah. Whereas like Jordan, it might be like you, you, you might be okay with seeing Jordan in a hall brawl depending on like if Cinco was in a hall brawl with Jordan, I'm like Cinco's probably got the Cinco in a hall brawl with CT. I still think Cinco's got football background, but CT is a different beast. So like, yeah. it's going to be tough. Like CT has gone up against pro sports guys, uh, yeah. football players even. On like chance versus pros with Terrell Owens. And yeah, what he said to Terrell Owens, like, well, I didn't blow through $70 million. I was like, Oh my God. CT is fearless, man. That dude is a dog. And I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be ruthless. Fuck that shit. Well, I mean, you brought him up earlier too, in uh, the Zach Nichols podcast with, Mm -hmm. uh, when they had Fessy, Pierre, Pierre and Zach are the host. And, and I'll talk to you about them here in a little bit. They're good guys. I've, t- I've talked to Pierre a couple of oh, times, yeah. but yeah, Pierre's cool. um, but when they asked about the prime CT versus Fessy and a hall I, brawl, like I asked Pierre about that a couple of weeks ago when he was on our show and I was like, who do you think? And you know, we, we took it out because we knew he was going to talk to him, but <laughs> yeah. I really think CT might give it to Fessy prime CT against prime. Yeah, Fessy. Like, that, like, I don't think people like there's very few people that have like that, that switch. Yes, thank you. CT when he when he flips that switch, like it's something different. Like, yeah, like I don't know that anybody wants to see that man when that switch is flipped. Especially not, definitely not in something physical. Like any, maybe like one of the more like carnival style games. Sure, sure, but in something physical, I don't know that anybody wants to see that man in something physical when that switch is flipped. Not a prime CT. No, no, no. Like, like rivals one with the with the dugout thing where he freaking just actually yeah, choo chewed Tyler. Tyler and bananas like two full yeah. grown men just laid him yeah, out with one like, hit. No, you you don't want to mess with that. I don't fear no man, but I also pick my fucking battles. So right. like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, nah. come on now. Yeah. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> so here's my thing. I think Fessy would actually have a much better chance in a hall brawl against CT Prime CT than he would again like a pole wrestle or even a balls in. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. 
Hall Brawl, I think, is best Fessy's best chance to beat CT in a physical competition. Yeah. yeah. Ball then. Fessy's, I'll give Fessy credit. He's more agile than I think I gave him credit for. For being as big as he is, he's pretty agile. Yeah. Um, so oh, I think yeah. balls in, he would he would actually probably be solid. And so I think that would be a good a good fight. Um Cole Russell, I would probably give the nod to CT. Yeah. Unless yeah. Fessy, even if Fessy gets on top of him, CT's like almost as big as you. So like yeah, it's not it's not gonna be like when Fessy did the pole wrestle with uh Jordan. No, like that no. was just that was that unfair. was just not even fair. Yeah, I was like, I don't even he's Jordan's got, you know, one hand and he's like half the size of Fessy. I don't really know how Jordan could come out of that a winner. But he gave it a best he gave it a great fight. He pulled his shoulder out. Wasn't that the one where yeah, he, yeah. he yeah. pulled okay, his shoulder yeah. out? And then yeah. he still came out and watched the rest of the eliminate the girls do their elimination. Like I I, I have so much respect for him. Jordan's got heart. And yeah. he, I, I like I like the growth of Jordan as like um I know we say character, but these aren't characters, these are people, but I like seeing his growth because on his earlier seasons, I think Jordan was definitely kind of cocky. Yes. Um I still think he's very confident now, but he was like he was kind of cocky and kind of arrogant. But now it seems like he's he's maturing more. You're seeing him be more of uh you you can just see the maturity in him. And I think that's that's cool to kind of see. You see the same thing with CT. Exactly, uh, and it's cool to see those, those that kind of character arc with some of some of these uh, competitors. Well, and tying you into this as well, I think one of the true tests of anyone on the challenge isn't what they say in the confessionals; it's mm-hmm. what they say during like the competitions or the eliminations. Mm-hmm. It's those live ad libs that you get, mm-hmm. and I think that's something that you're really good at, and that's something that like speaking of Jordan, he's gotten really good at. Yes. Like there's a part when I think it was last season where someone got ahead of him. They're behind. He's like, you guys better fucking run. We're going to catch you. And it just <laughs> fucking killed me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. No, like you, you can talk a little bit of shit when you like, yeah. eating. like I was literally playing pickup today and some gangly motherfucker tried talking to me. I was like, have you lost your fucking mind? I will embarrass you out here. And I'm coming <laughs> off an Achilles injury. Like I remember he followed me like, look, my arm's still purple. <laughs> like, I'm, like, it's not even supposed to show up on me if I get hurt. Like, it's, I got SPF black. Like, it doesn't show up. <laughs> but, like, like, my arm is still purple and shit. And so, like, I remember he said something to me. He was like, really? You called a foul? I was like, bro, I haven't called a foul all game. I literally couldn't get my arm up because you smacked the shit out of me. So, I was like, like if, if I get pissed when I'm playing ball, oh, my gosh, I'm straight killer. So, I literally was like, you know what? Give me the ball. You come guard me. Everybody else get the fuck out of the way. And I scored. <laughs> but that's like, that's how I go about it. Like, bro, as soon as you like activate me, there's no coming back. Like you, you really just like awakened a whole other side to me that you didn't even know existed. So I had a conversation with her about basketball not too long ago. It was similar to the one we had, which we were talking about like Kobe and Michael. And I mm-hmm. said, look, like LeBron is great and statistically might be one of the greatest players that has ever played the game because he can play the one to the really the four. He can't really play the five, but he can play the one to the four. But there's players like Michael Jordan and Kobe that just have a different mentality when they played. And I showed her the video from when they were on the Team USA and they played Spain. And Kobe told them all, I'm going to run right into Paul Gasol's fucking chest. And they did it. it. There's a different level in competitiveness. Like, you get what I'm saying when I was like, I wanted to punch through the glass because if I win, that sends a message. Like, there's something yep. about yeah. kind of sending a message in the competition atmosphere. Like, yes. that's... There's, there's definitely a psychological aspect where like, like if you send that message and it fucking sticks, people aren't going to fuck with you. Yeah. But you also got to be, you, you got to be confident and you have to be competitive and skilled enough to be able to send that message. Yeah. So like, that's an aspect of this, like sports and competitive nature that I think now, it's funny. I watched the last dance with my mom 
And, uh, you know, she was talking about like Michael Jordan getting in the fight with like Steve Kerr or like punching yeah. Steve Kerr in the face. <laughs> yeah. She looked at me and she was like, that sounds like you. And I was like, mom, <laughs> which I, I haven't gotten in a fight with any of my teammates. I never put my hands on teammate. I did throw a kid to the ground once on an opposing team though. Cause he was like, we were playing in like, and, um, so before the high school season starts, you'll have like kind of these summer exhibitions. Mm-hmm. And there was this kid, I don't even remember his name, but I knew what school he went to. He went to Delton Kellogg and he wasn't even playing defense. He was just grabbing me. And I literally, I told the ref, I was like, ref, you need to check him in. And the ref was like, yeah, hey, I'll keep an eye out for it. But these are like summer league refs. They don't yeah, care. They yeah, don't care. They're... Yeah. I'm pretty sure he was just wearing a ref t-shirt, some gym shorts. He looked like he was about to play as soon as this was done. Like <laughs> He was really from full locker. Right. Yeah, like he, he wasn't a legit ref. He, he had to go make get a paycheck after this. Like, yeah, but yeah. So like the kid, the kid like just keeps grabbing me. I go up to the ref again. I was like, he's got one more. He's got one more. I usually I usually do give the people like three more. I give I'm gonna ask, I'm gonna tell, and then I'm gonna make you. Yeah. And I was like, I, I've asked, and now I'm telling you again. If he does it again, so like he came up to me and he started wrapping me up again. I literally grabbed the kid and slammed him to the ground. And then my dad was there and he was watching and my dad knows when like the switch is flipped. So like I was standing over the kid and my dad just screams. No. <laughs> and, um, and like my dad is like, no matter what the situation is, if I hear my dad's voice, it like channels out all that and just gets in. And I like literally stop in my tracks. And then my dad literally goes from like the, the spectator session and walks over to my coach. He was like, he needs to come out of the game right now. Yeah. And literally my coach pulled me out. And I was like, yeah, no, that was probably smart. Cause that kid was about to get hurt. Like, I, <laughs> I was like, don't play with me. Like, I, y'all don't know enough about me. I don't know where I come from. Like, I don't know my family. Like, don't play with me. I like how the, your dad's voice just cut through every bit of static. Everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It, literally. I was seeing red. My dad was like, no, I was like, heard it. Stop writing my tracks. I was like, Shit. <laughs> Let me go this way. Let me go this way. And then, thinking, Dad. <laughs> where's the bench? <laughs> I, I'm, I, I literally started to walk towards half court because I knew I was like, I'm getting yanked. But my coach wasn't going to pull me out because like, he was like, he's good. We need him in the game. My dad was like, no, sit, sit his ass the fuck down right now. And so I ended up, he, I, I walked out and then I like stepped out in the hallway for a little bit just to calm down. And I went back in and I was good after that. But I can tell you this, that kid didn't foul me the rest of the game. Yeah, no, no, I'm go. sure he didn't. Yeah. yeah, no, he didn't, he didn't touch me the rest of the game. I was like, that's what the fuck you get. <laughs> Sorry, you need to learn to play proper defense. Look, right? I, all, all I did was I played high school football, and it's nothing special. But, like, even as an offensive lineman, like, if don't, someone... Don't minimize yourself. It, it, look, it, it was a podunk town, a, a farm town. It was nothing special. <laughs> it wasn't like I was playing Friday Night Lights in Texas or anything like that. <laughs> um, like, most of the guys that are on the team, I think... I'll, I'll give credit. One guy did go to the NFL, but he was physically gifted beyond everybody else, and that's one thing. <laughs> uh, but even as an offensive lineman, if someone plays a little bit dirty, there's little things you do, and I'm not saying I was a dirty player, but like, you know, you might block underneath the face mask a little bit. You know what I mean? <laughs> you might, you might come in there with a hard punch to the armpit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do. Sometimes you gotta let somebody know you there. You know, it's just a little, yeah. you know, a little reminder. Like, hey, I'm still here. Mm. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just a little oh, yeah. some some. Well, and people forget, like, we're also from the generation of like watching Gary Payton play. You know what I mean? Who yeah. all only talks shit and played hard as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's the. That's part of like the competitive nature. Like people don't like I had I had my brothers growing up, but then I also had like 
my cousins growing up. My cousins were very like, like my cousins were like, if someone called a foul and they didn't think it was a foul, they were ready to fight. Like we would go and play pickup at the parks and someone called a foul. They were like, they would toss the ball inside. Like what you want to do? And I'm just like, that's not how we can always handle things, boys. Like, <laughs> we can't always do things like this because, like, otherwise we get in a fight every week. How am I going to explain that to my pops and my moms when I come home, lit, busted, shirt torn? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. You know, me, Bobo, and Smooth got another fight because someone said a foul and Bobo didn't think it was a foul. So now here we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You can't Guy brought out a gun, so we all left the park. Like, that's, we ran. that's just how it yeah. goes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it's all fun and games. It's all you know, fair and love and war. Until someone brings out a gun, then it's like, okay, shit just got too real. Yeah, yeah time exactly. to go. <laughs> well, it's, yeah. it, what happened to your shirt? I got fouled. It's torn and there's blood on it. It was a really hard foul. <laughs> it, was, it was it was a very it was a basketball foul, as they might say. That was a good hard basketball foul. Some might even say a flagrant. You never know. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, no, he's getting two shots at the line. He's getting two free shots at the line, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, X, I mean, I know we've covered a lot of the reality TV stuff, and, you know, mm-hmm. I think it's telling how much in the competitive aspect that you would be willing to come back on the challenge if yeah. the opportunity was right, um, especially with everything yeah. you've got going on um, in your life. The other thing I wanted to ask is, what about Big Brother? If Big Brother called again and said, hey, we're going to do another all-star season and it won't happen without Xavier Prather. If they said all-stars, I would tell them to call Tiffany. If they wanted to do an all-winter season, that, that, that's probably the only way I'll go back on Big Brother. I got a lot of love for Big Brother. I'm thankful for everything Big Brother has, has provided for me as far as opportunities. And um, I also really enjoyed my time on the show. But that is, uh, that's a serious time commitment. Yeah. Like I was in there for 85 days. That's to sign up for that again is tough and expect things out here to be the same. Like now I've got a fiance. I would hate for some shit to be going on out here and she's got to deal with it by herself. Yeah. Yeah. So like for me, I think the only situation where I go back into the big brother house would be if they do an all winter season, because I feel more compelled to go like more obligated to go. Go beat um, all the other all winter season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like in an all in, in an all legend season or like an all-star season, I think I could run into a problem similar to like what happened on the challenge. Like there's people who lost who will always want to get the people who won. Yeah. And like I'd I'd rather go in the house where like everybody has won. So it feels like we're more so playing on like just le- clean slate level playing field. That that feels more that, that gives me more incentive to go back. And I think, I don't know if I would have that same mentality if the challenge USA didn't happen. Um, but because it did, it, it kind of got me to see that like, okay, maybe some people might feel some type of way about people who have won Big Brother. And not in like a personal hateful way. It's just like they might want, they would have that incentive to get me out. Well, yeah. Whereas a winner, the winners, it's going to be a little different. Um, so yeah, I, I would probably only go back on an all winter season. Preferably a condensed all winter season. I think it, it has an impact on any show you're going to go on where it comes down to it, even like a challenge season. I mean, I think people don't forget that Josh won Big Brother and that kind of plays yeah. a role uh, uh, of sometimes why he doesn't make well, finals. Ha- I feel like Wes forgot. I think Wes forgot that he won Big Brother, if we're yeah. being honest. Yeah, he did. Uh, Let's be real. But look how, look how upset everybody got that, that Casey won Big Brother and then two seasons later freaking won the challenge. Like, People get so salty about it. And it's like, I think people get upset when people win and they succeed, um, especially if it's something that like, I think people themselves would like to do. Yes. Um, so, you know, if you see someone 
thriving and doing something that you yourself wish you could do. I think human nature is to just, it's going to cause you to maybe feel a little bit of a type of way, especially if it's not someone you're particularly fond of. Like if it's not someone you're rooting for, then you definitely don't want to see them do that, which you want to do or that, which you can't do. You know, you don't want to see them succeed. So I think when you win, that's just kind of what comes with it. You know, people are going to hate on you just because you, you won. And you know, that's just, if if winning means I have haters, then like, I'd like to continue winning. You know, it, it is what it is. Look, there's a great saying. It's, you know, if you don't have people hating on you, then you're not doing your job. You know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> like, at the end of the day. Yeah. So, you know, like the fact that Casey, I, I think to be in the, in the realm of people who have won like multiple reality competition shows, that's elite. Like, yes. like oh, I, don't, yes. I don't, I don't, I don't care if she's boring. I don't care if she's an asshole. I don't care. We, you call her whatever you want to call her under the sun, which I don't think anyone's ever called it Casey an asshole. No, um, I don't know. Maybe, but like whatever you want to call her, the fact that she won big brother and then has won the challenge, like that's really tough. Like to that's win huge. any of these shows is tough to win. Two of them is really tough. So like that, like she's in rare air with the amount of people who have ever won two shows. Like there have been some great people to compete on the challenge, great people to play big brother. Not many of them have won multiple shows. Yeah. We talk about how rare it is that you get someone like just like Paul uh, A from Big Brother, where Mm -hmm. he had two long runs in back to back seasons. Like that's. Their pronouns are like. Oh, I apologize. No, keep it. No, no, no. I'm good. I'm just making sure you know. Yeah. And also, like, Paul's awesome. So, you know, just show them some love, try to respect them. Oh, absolutely. I I actually uh, didn't know. No, I didn't know. So I appreciate you actually telling me. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, Yeah. I, I, I gotcha. Um, in, but it's rarefied air, like for Paul A, where they went back to back, you know, long term in seasons. And we saw it with like Nicole F as well. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. But to do it in two separate shows that are completely different in how they're played, Correct. I think really shows. And I know Casey gets hate for her social game, but her social game's got to be strong as hell to be able to do that. I think it shows a certain level of like versatility. Yes. Yeah. Or or like not only the versatility and like maybe your your skills, but like a versatility in, in your social game. Like the fact that you socially translate to just kind of not really being an, an enemy of many on any show that you go on said something to like your personality, your social game, or like maybe people are scared of like your ability to compete, but like it says something about you that you can win two of these shows. That's impressive. Absolutely, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean to me, it shuts the haters up at that point. Like, what can they really say? Really, though, like, I mean, even if they don't like Casey, it was like, would I, I mean, if you're if you're a woman, do you want to see Casey in like a hall bar? You want to see her in balls in? Mm. Like, what? She's she's won the challenge. She won Big Brother, and on Big Brother, she like had a string of competition wins against Fessy, against Tyler, against like you know what I'm saying. Great competitors. So like, as much as y'all might not like her, like, there's no denying that. The, the woman is very gifted at these shows just period yeah even even uh her her run on double agents when her and leroy were partners like they ran that season for so Every long season you know? she's like, done has been like that just i mean yeah, and she's great look there was a, a span in there for weeks where no one else won a veto but casey on big yeah. brother and that's mm-hmm. alone yeah. impressive yeah i think she won like four or five like in a row i'm like that's tough yeah. And mind you, like, Bessie, like I said, Bessie was in the house. Tyler made it to final two. So he was still there. He's a strong competitor. Like she was just running through him. Angela was in the house. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
Dude, like, it's, running through them, I'm like, that's tough. That's tough. That season was stacked that when was. you look back on it. It, it Ooh, was. No, as far as like big brother to challenge competitors, season 20 is loaded. Oh, yeah. Angela, Tyler, Fessy, Casey. I think even Swaggy would do good if he continued to do the challenges. Um, Bailey made it to a final. Like, season 20 was loaded with challenge competitors. I felt like my season could have been similar, but I don't know that we have I, – I don't think that we have the caliber of, com, like, physical competitors that season 20 had. They, 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 they're just loaded, honestly. We, we were talking about this because, like, with Tiffany on USA 2, and she, she mentioned that, like, she felt out of place in there, like, mm. as far as, you know, finding her groove and all that. But as viewers – she made the show so much more entertaining that so and enjoyable. she's willing to give a hundred percent on everything that she's trying to do that. It makes it like, I don't care if she's not going to win every competition. I still want to see her on the show. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. kind of a paradigm shift in my view of who I want to see on the challenge, because it used to be like, give me Jonathan young from survivor. Let me see X on every season. Let me see Kylan on every season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But she does bring yeah. that uh, entertainment value to it as well. I think and this is where, like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a business for entertainment. you you got to have both. If you just have a bunch of, like, jocks on there, you're probably going to lose a certain entertainment value. Um, Tiffany's, Tiffany's going to bring that on whatever show she's on. She's, she's just entertained. She has that entertainment reality TV it factor. She just yeah. has it. There's no denying it. 100%. Um, so, like, to have her on any show, it's, it's going to bring that it factor. Uh, and that's what she's, like, on the challenge, you would say, I saw her elimination against Michaela. It's Michaela. I don't like your eyes, Tiff. But she, you see, she she got her one. She was like, there go one, bitch. Like, she's yeah. still going to be there. <laughs> Look, if she was going against uh, Alyssa S. or Cassidy, I would have given her a 50-50 shot to win. Yeah. Yeah, that would, that, yeah, that would, Michaela, Michaela's a Different. dog. Like, she can get after it. Michaela can get after it. So, like, yeah, I was like, hey, I don't, I don't like your eyes. <laughs> like, yeah. Good luck. But I don't, it ain't looking good, Chief. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> like I don't know what to tell you. And it's all height based too. And Michaela looks like she's got about eight inches on Tiffany I too. Know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, like y'all, y'all, don't, y'all, I don't know if y'all have met Tiffany in person, but Tiffany's no. like five two. Like <laughs> Tiffany's small. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Tiffany, Tiffany, Tiffany is very small. That's my, that's my sister. She, but she's tiny. She's tiny. And like Michaela, I think I met Michaela at Hearts of Reality, or I saw Michaela at Hearts of Reality. Michaela's probably like. I want to say like five eight, five nine, maybe. Like Michaela's taller. Yeah, yeah. That's Michaela's taller. So like in a in a game where you're like not only who, but I don't know that Tiffany has much of an athletic background either. So like in a game where you like shoot bucket, I would have loved that fucking competition. That looked right. fun. I was like, oh hell yeah, yep, bucket. Here we go. X would wait for it to come back to do the fadeaway. Yeah, I'm right. like, let me just <laughs> let me get some style points. All right. <laughs> Let me just Vince get, Carter just hold on. Let me get some, <laughs> let me get some of these style points. Honey dip. Ah. Yeah. yeah. I mean, she, you know, she went out there, she did her best. And then like what I love, even though she got eliminated, what I loved seeing from Tip was just like she she was having fun, man. Yes. And yeah. like I, I love seeing that. You know, because like I, I see people get eliminated and it is tough and heartbreaking. But like with Tip, I could kind of tell she might have been like this uphill battle. So she's like, Fuck it, I'm gonna have fun with it, and I love that. Because it's like enjoy. Yeah. You don't know how long you're gonna be on the shows. You might not get a call for it. Like I might never end up on the challenge again. They might never give me a call again. But I can at least say, like you know, the season that I did, I I enjoyed the experience. Yeah. So you no, know, that's... have fun with it. Go to win, but have fun. Yeah. Yeah. And look here, at the end of the day, to me, and we talked about this, like 
as far as like confessionals and what she gave to the season as entertainment, she's right up there with like what Marie was doing, what yeah. Devon was doing when they were on the challenge, you know, like, like it was, it was highly entertaining. It's like, I want to see that back her come back yeah. on a kind of like a, a side note. I want to ask you, obviously you wouldn't have been able to do it because of injuries and everything. Were you contacted for USA too? I was. Yeah. 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 I was, I've been, I was, I've been contacted for several shows since the challenge USA one different types of reality competition shows. The one was the challenge USA season two. And then one, another one was a show on Amazon, uh, Amazon freebie, the goat. Yeah. Um, I'm not oh, sure yeah. if you guys are familiar with that. Yeah. I was contacted about that show, uh, which sounded kind of cool. And then I was contacted for an, uh, another reality competition show, so to speak, but it was, um, it was untitled. Mm. And, um, but like for those shows, I was, I was injured. Um, and I'm still, I'm still under contract with CBS. So yeah, like, right. I don't think there's anything wrong with me. So like, which for, for that's for big brother, my contract, my exclusivity with like my name, image, and likeness with the challenge has already expired. My one with big brother actually expired at the end of this month. <laughs> Let me go. Then Netflix could be an option. Like I could go on like the mole or the circle, or I could go on like the traders, like, the world opens up a lot more in the reality competition space. So like if I want, like if the challenge keeps calling me and it makes sense, I'll do it. But I also, I'm like, maybe I was only meant to do the challenge once. Maybe I'll go check out what some of these other shows got. Right. Yeah. Don't require me to kill myself. hundred <laughs> percent. Well, honestly, when we saw the cast release of the new traders, I was like, I told Karina, Ooh. I was like, Xavier yeah. would have been fire in this with Janelle. And you know, like it would have been CT, fire. Bananas, yeah. Janelle, that that like, cast is great. Yeah. That yeah, cast is star studded. I was like, shit. I'm excited. Let me get on the traders. This looks fun. Right? Right? <laughs> that's a great cast that's a great cast yeah i mean and look we've kind of talked about this and, and we'll start wrapping this up here pretty quickly because i know we've already had you on for quite a bit of time and we appreciate it, xavier not a characteristic of us three we just chop it up no not at all we will just i mean like honestly i we'd probably keep this going for even longer if we didn't have to go take care of kids but yeah um oh gosh shucks screw you guys for being great parents oh, <laughs> Well, I hope I hope you know the joy here soon. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna take our time with that. We're gonna take our time like, with that. <laughs> ah, no, no, I'm talking about lady. That's that's something that's in the future, but it's just you know we gotta get yeah. married first. Steps, yeah, steps to it. Yeah, I, I feel that you probably have the, a very similar relationship as I do with her, where like you can make some off color jokes that she'll get the humor in because every once in a while I'll look at her and be like, I'm gonna go get a pack of camels and a gallon of milk. I'll see you later. <laughs> Yep. yep. Yeah. We have our own secret code. Yeah. Like, you know, sometimes it's just a nod. We might be out. It's, it's almost that time to go. I'll be like, that look. We got to go. Yeah. <laughs> look, I'm going to meet you at the door. Peace. Oh, yeah. Good to see you. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> we don't even mm. say bye. We just sneak out now. Like Sometimes, yeah, just go oh, AWOL. That's just, the best way. Just dip. <laughs> if we are out, out, we, we will disappear. Like, yes. we go like out to like, a bar or something where we're with friends and it's, and it's getting about that time and we just are ready to go. I'm like, I don't feel obligated to tell my friend. I'll text them that I'm back home maybe. But yeah. like other than that, you saw me and then you didn't. Yeah, exactly. Magician. Magical. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's, that's my go-to. I've been pulling that one since college. Just like uh, in the, the middle of party and just... Yeah, it takes so long to say <laughs> bye to everybody. It's like I don't, I don't want to spend does. twenty minutes saying bye. And then you're gonna have those friends that are like, Stay oh no, just stay out for a little bit. Yeah, Come on, have one, one more drink. Oh no, 
we're gonna go to the next spot, man. Fuck the drink, fuck the next spot, and fuck y'all for and trying to keep me out of here. It's way past <laughs> my bedtime. Like, no, I'm gone. The Bye. next spot is my this. couch. Yeah. That's where the next spot is. Yeah, like, what do you mean the next spot? No, where there's another bar, it's going to be lit. Like, okay, well, I'm about to dim the fuck out of my night. Like, peace. Right? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Ain't no fucking way. Oh, I got that one friend that's like, oh, we're going to all meet up at 9 o'clock. I'm like, what time? We're going to start pre-gaming <laughs> at 10. What? What? Uh, no, that's bad time. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I hate no, that no. shit. Like, no, like, no, we pre-game. We need to pre-game around, like, 8. Let's get out to the bars. Let's go to some bars at like nine, ten. I need to be in my bed by like the latest I'm out is midnight. Yeah. yeah. I need to be home by midnight. After midnight, what am I still doing out? Nothing good happens after midnight. What can I accomplish after midnight that I could have accomplished from the four hours we were doing stuff beforehand? Exactly. Hell, we came out to get drinks. Came out to get drinks. We listened to music. We did both of those things. I don't <laughs> care to do those things for more hours now. There's en- no. Enough day has happened. Let yeah. me go home. <laughs> I don't need the club with the red and the blue lights. All right. I don't need all that. It's just the fog and shit and the strobe. And you You got that. Yes. I'm like, man, no, fuck that. The the throbbing is giving me a headache. Let me go home. Yeah. That's the new shit I can't (laughs) deal with is like, I would, I wouldn't been able to handle it. Like they're walking through the the club with like sparklers because someone got a bottle. Like, like there's going to be a fire in here. I'm out. All right. I'm gone. And instantly I've turned into my, my parents. (laughs) Too loud. <laughs> Immediately, like turn down that music. Why is the music so loud? I just want to go home and relax, relax with a nice book. I know. I realize when it comes to like, when it comes to like the partying culture, I've been like a, a grandfather since I was probably like twenty four. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like I would still go out with my friends and stuff, but like I'm definitely the. My friends always say like he's going to be on time. And he's going to be gone before you know it. And yep. I'm like, yeah. Cause like I don't need to still be out. They'll be like, "No, nah, bro, we gotta go out to like three, three nah. in the morning, in the a.m." Hell no, nah. no. Why? Cause that's gonna be the time of night where I get hungry again. But I'm also really fucking tired. So either I gotta go and make some hot pockets and make like fifty of them and feel shitty about myself, <laughs> or I'm gonna go to bed and my stomach's gonna be growling the whole night, and then it's gonna be hard for me to go to sleep. Exactly. No. I mean, look, I, I will admit there is a rare occasion that you're out that late and you happen to drive past a McDonald's and they're serving breakfast. Mm. That that does remedy the, that situation quite well. But that's that's a rare, a, a rare deal. See, my boy, Mike, he he was a big uh, late night Taco Bell fan. And I was it made me hate Taco Bell. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Yeah. Oh, I was like. He was like, no, bro, we got to go get some Taco Bell. I was like, have you actually tried Taco Bell? Like eat Taco <laughs> Bell sober. And then Tell I can guarantee you, it's cardboard. It, t- it tastes ex- yeah, it tastes exactly like that when you're drunk. I promise you. So like, let's not go to Taco Bell. <laughs> so but he was he was always like, bro, he'd be drunk and just look back. You know what time it is? And I'm like, Mike, we're not going to fucking Taco Bell. We're going home. <laughs> like, fine, fine. Ah. See, we were super weren't well did well with managing money, so it was always like, all right, we got like five bucks. Let's hit Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box was the one my friends always yeah. wanted to do. You get too. two tacos for ninety nine cents. You know, a little cheeseburger. You're good. I will never step foot into a Jack in the Box for the rest of my life after nope. those nights. Nope. It's it's like drinking Patron. It's just it's never going to happen again. <laughs> Again, college college really shapes who you're going to be as an adult. Like those younger years, they they really shape what how bitter you're going to be with some establishments <laughs> when you're an adult. Like, <laughs> like I, I don't I, I don't touch Taco Bell. I don't touch Fireball. There are certain things nope. I'm just like no. 
No. No. no. I refuse. Because <laughs> when I was younger and it hurt, it was cute and it was fun. These days, it's just going to end up with me on the toilet for three hours because my oh, yeah. butthole is on fire from Taco Bell. Or I've got this just like, like sharp pain at the bottom of my throat because I did five fireball shots last night. It's like a college sorority <laughs> system. Like, I don't need that. I was out one night uh, or what was this? Probably about a year ago. And I was watching a football game and the guy next to me, I was just bullshitting with him. He goes, you want a shot of Jaeger? I'm like, bro, I am 37 Jaeger years was? old. No, fuck that. I was like, no. What was his name? Ethan? Was he wearing a backwards cap with a natty ice in hand? <laughs> Probably like Chad or something. I don't know. That sounds like a Chad. Yeah. Maybe a Trent? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking of like the most just just frat boy names I can think of right now. Because someone does like a Jaeger bomb. It's like, all right, you spent too much time at pubs. Like, yeah, yeah. You suck. Yeah. <laughs> you suck. You, pro- you probably have that body where like you look kind of strong, but you definitely don't do enough cardio. Like At all. At all. <laughs> That just box body. Yeah. <laughs> Those and what's the other ones I see? Uh, when you see someone with a Red Bull and vodka, it's like, who hurt oh, you? Oh, God, yeah. Who hurt <laughs> you? Red Bull and vodka. So you want to get super drunk, but you don't want to be able to pass out? Right. Why? Like, that, <laughs> how much sense does that make? Okay, let me do a shot at Hennessy and then drink a coffee. Like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> no. None. Anyway, we're going to keep going on this tangent if we if we let it go. But yeah, let's come on, team. We're better than this. Let's lock we're we're, we're going to get this back in. <laughs> I want to ask you, you know, with you being a challenge fan, we've kind of danced around this subject. But if you had to choose a Mount Rushmore women top four, so this has changed since the last time we talked. You said women mm. top four. Yeah. Women top four. Emily. Uh, Emily S. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Just, I just think she's a good competitor. And like, if you look at her numbers, she hasn't done a ton of challenges, but in the challenges that she's done, like her final and win percentage is very high. It's like Landon. Yeah. Um, Cara Marie. Uh, oh, wait, Laurel. I think Laurel. I'm trying to think. I know Cara Marie won a season, but is that all that she's won? I feel like she made several finals. Too. She's won two and she's she won made two? like nine finals. Yeah. Yeah. I think Cara Marie's got to be up there too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to do Cara Marie. I was trying to think of the list. And I thought there was someone that might take her spot, but no, I think she's got a spot. So I said, Emily, Laurel, Cara Marie. And I feel like there's somebody that I'm forgetting. That's big. And I don't know why I'm forgetting them. Part of me wants to throw Ashley. Oh, yes. Yes, Evelyn. I was about to say, part of me wants to say Ashley Mitchell just because of what she said to Hunter. It was great, dude. Was so good. It was like that banana stare moment. It was like yeah. the equivalent of that type of energy. But um, yeah, I would probably throw Evelyn. Because I knew there was someone I was forgetting. But yeah, so Emily, Laurel, Carmory, Evelyn. Honestly, if you went back and won the challenge, I think you and Evelyn would hold uh, the the holding of like only lawyers to win the challenge. Mm, yeah. Because I believe right. she's Evelyn's in law. Evelyn's a lawyer? Yeah. yeah, I believe she's in political oh, law. Yeah, yeah, she's, be- yeah, she's a lawyer now. That's yeah. why she stopped coming back on the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, last it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. She uh, last I saw, she doesn't post often, but she was posting about like the um, the voter registration and stuff like that mm-hmm. that happened down in in Georgia. And um, it, it, you know, I I get it. It's it's a tough business to be in and be able to do reality TV as well. Oh yeah, um, it definitely is. Yeah, I think. Okay, so yeah, Evelyn. I think I've I've, all, I've seen several of her seasons, but I know like competitively, she's she's top tier. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I mean, I think. 
the women are a lot tougher to narrow that t- that top four because there's a lot of them that are right there, like Ashley yeah. Mitchell, Sarah Rice. You know, they're all right there yep. in that little lump together. Yeah, with those two wins. Yeah. So yeah. Now, who do you got for the guys in your top? <laughs> so for the guys, this I think it's changed from the last time we talked. So I would go CT's up there, Bananas there, Wes is there, and then Jordan's there now. Yeah, I, th- I think Jordan has made his way to the to the Mount Rushmore. Originally, I think I had either Jordan or Wes off, and I had Darrell up there. Yeah, but given I think given some of Darrell's recent performances on All Stars and Jordan's like just overall now number of wins and his win percentage and just his ability to be a competitor on any given challenge, I think Jordan's got to be up there. The other three. I feel like there's such like challenge staples that they just kind of have to be there. Like yeah. Wes, Wes, Johnny Bananas, and CT. When I think of the challenge, I think those are probably like three of the names on the male side that just come to mind. It's like naming a Mount Rushmore for basketball and not having Jordan on there. You right. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just a staple. He it has to be there. Yeah. So like what like yeah, CT, Bananas, Wes, and Jordan. That would probably be my Mount Rushmore. I, I like it. it. I yeah, it. I like it. I know last time we did for your hypes on it was uh, DMX. X going to give it to you. Are we rolling with that one or do you want to switch it up? No, we can stay with that one. Okay. Awesome. It's, it's, it's a classic. It's true. <laughs> Gotta give it to him. Gotta always give it to him. I'm going to be honest. I was about 13 when DMX got really popular and I heard one of his songs and it changed my whole view on rap music at that point. It was just angry. You know, he's a, he's a real poet. He's a real poet. You know, he's just his words are just so soothing, you know. <laughs> this tea is really good right now. <laughs> the way Cisco lays that vocal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tell you what, this man, the, the DM of X, he's 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 quite talented. He's quite talented. And then his talk about character growth. They got that meme of him when he was on that uh, show where he's talking about lilies, and he's like, you know, I I used to. Have you not seen the meme? Uh, -uh. I didn't know DMX was talking to lilies. And so there's he's on a show, and this guy is talking to him about his girlfriend, and and he goes, you know, girls are much like, uh, and I might be using the wrong the wrong type of flower, might be uh, a different type of flower, but he's like, you know, I thought they need the most expensive soil and all of this, but really they just need your time and attention. You know, and he, it, it was like, you know, I was like, damn, I used to listen to him just scream for 60 minutes straight. Rip heads off, talking about shooting people and shit. Right. There was always a dog randomly barking in the background. <laughs> oh yes, God. we love it. Look, I'm going to be honest. ATF is still one of my favorite songs by him. Just putting that out there. So, oh, yeah. Uh, X going to give it to you. X is coming. Rough Riders anthem. I'm trying to think. Uh, there's another anthem that I can't think of. What's my name? The one, the yep. one that Dre produced. Mm, that one's yeah. fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, slipping. Slipping's yep. another one. Ah, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got so many bangers. Bro, I I went and saw the Yin Yang Twins in concert. I think last weekend or mm-hmm. a week and a half ago. I didn't realize they had. They gave me like the same energy. It's kind of like DMX, where like everything is like ah, like <laughs> everything they just want to get after. And like they. All the people who performed, which it was like, it was Baby Bash, Nelly, Fat Joe, uh, Chingy, um, Yin Yang Twins, like a bunch of that sounds like high school, right? A bunch of early two thousands like bangers, but Yin Yang Twins was like crushing it. I was like, bro, they had the hits, like they were on everything. 
I just think of that one part on the Chappelle show where he did the little John and Yang twins just always. Hey. I was thinking about that too. Hey. <laughs> yeah, that's all I think of over and over. That's millennials, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> Watch right. out, boomers. Here we come. Right. But, all right. We do have one final question. And the best analogy I can give to yeah. this is Do you ever watch Dezu Samaro? Daddy, who? Dezu Samaro from the Bodega Boys. Dezus Amero. That is like, what is that? I don't know what that is. Uh, I'll send you the clip. It, they used to be on Vice TV. Um, they had a podcast, but at the end of their episode, they always ask someone, what would be like, you know, their slogan above their image? You know what I mean? <laughs> what would, so almost like, you know, when you're done with reality TV, when you've stepped away, what do you want people to remember about you? What message? Um, what message do I want to send to people about my time on reality TV when I'm done, this is very you know, introspective because I could go serious or I could talk shit. You could seriously talk shit. <laughs> Ooh, I like where your brain's at. I like where your brain's at. <laughs> or just do like a Jordan fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> and just be like, fine. Um, fuck you, know. fuck you, fuck you. Way. You're cool. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I try when I look back on like my reality TV career, I've done two shows. I've won one. I've lost one. And um, I feel like I've made an impact, whether that's for some people that they might be that impact is good for some people. They might view that as bad, but the overall, I feel like I, I was able to make an impact. So I would just say, and whatever you do, try, try to leave an impact. Nice. I, I like that. It. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you never know what, what people are going to take from it. But I, yeah, in my opinion, what you accomplished, um, especially on Big Brother, it, it's going to resonate with people for a long time oh, yeah. in a positive manner. You know what I mean? And it's it's the representation. And we've talked about this before, yeah. but you yeah. know what I mean? I hope so. That's something that like, you know, probably years down the line, I, I definitely appreciate it in the moment. Like two years later, I, I still appreciate it. But it's something that like, you know. When, when, you know, my wife and I, we have kids and things like that, it'll be cool to kind of be able to take a step back and like maybe my kids see like, hey, your dad, your dad did something when, yeah. when he was younger. And that'll, that'll be cool. I, I am like, I still haven't watched my season. So at this point, I kind of decided that like, I'm going to wait and maybe watch it back with my kids if they ever want to watch it. Yeah, um, there you go. So, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. So, you know, your dad did something once when he was younger and I hope. I hope you guys just know that he's trying to make you proud, even though you're not here. Well, that's awesome. Um, as a recommendation from someone who has watched your season of Big Brother, just miss that elimination or that vote <laughs> off with the, when it went to four to three. Just skip that episode. Just you skip you that don't one. need that one in your life. It's fine. <laughs> I'll skip that episode. I think I'll just get to like the champagne, the champagne clean. I think there that was probably go. the next episode because it was final three. I know we got champagne that night. It was great. <laughs> and we're from being a heated altercation and like oh damn the juice juice like here we go all right bet. haven't had any of this in a while that's one of those where you drink a couple glass one glass and you're like i i feel this yeah i think i think i drank it and then i think i like clinked it on kylan's picture as it went black and white and then we went <laughs> I forever will appreciate your pettiness on certain things. <laughs> yes. like, cheers, bro. It was just like cheers, brother. You know, I hope I hope Jerry House hears you well. Although yeah. I don't think he ended up going to Jerry House because it was too late in the season at that point. Yeah. He, it's like a few days before finale, but yeah. 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 A quick turn. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Xavier, thank you so much for coming on. We appreciate it, man. It is truly a great time every time we get to sit down and talk yeah. with you. 
we're always like, oh, it's only going to be for like an hour and a half, 90 minutes, and then two and a half hours later, <laughs> here we are. And if if it didn't happen, it wouldn't be us three talking. Exactly. <laughs> true, true. Well, thank you guys for having me. I'm glad we were able to do this. It's, it's a pleasure. It's always a blast. And um, yeah, who knows? We'll see what the future holds. Maybe I'll, I'll come back on later in the future, bother you guys again, take up a couple more hours of your time. Hey, yeah. We appreciate it, man. And if you ever want, you, you end up getting stuck on the season, you want to talk about it, you're always more than welcome to join us. Yeah. I know. I know exactly where I need to go. <laughs> Just saying, it's, it's right we'll here. We'll be here. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. All right, Xavier. Thank right, you so cool. much, man. Thank you. I'm going to clock out. See y'all later. Bye. Right, have a good one. Look, uh, you'll notice that throughout this conversation, he kept referencing the previous time we talked. Uh, that's because we did interview Xavier right after he uh, injured his Achilles and his wrist. Yeah. And we were on there with him for about four and a half hours. Unfortunately, uh, it when we went to go edit it, it was a corrupted file. It wouldn't load. Yeah, that yeah. was probably the most regrettable thing to talk to Xavier about was to say, Ugh. hey, I know you just spent a shitload of time with us. But we have to start all over now. We have to start all over. Um, <laughs> we finally got our schedules to align where we were able to have him back on. And, you know, just a testament to who he is as a person, you know, just completely communicating with us and being cool with us. And oh, yeah. just an all around great guy. And I love him. Yeah. I, I love Xavier. He's funny and, and he's he's very like different than what I always expected him to be. Right. Because you. You see this handsome man and he's in a suit and he's a lawyer and all this stuff. And then, you know, and then we get to sit down with him and he's like, fuck this and shit that. And I'm going to beat his ass. And, you know, you don't know me. You don't know where I grew up. And it's like, it's just cool to see like a different side to Xavier because he's definitely presented differently when he's on TV. Um, and so it's I, I always enjoy sitting down and just talking shit with him. Um, letting him just kind of get his thoughts and feelings off his chest about the challenge about big brother. Um, and, uh, it's, it's always a laugh. It's always fun with him. So 100%, yeah. yeah, no, it, it's you, look, I, to be completely upfront, doing this podcast has afforded us the ability to communicate sometimes with these people. And I wouldn't call really anyone, my friend, because I just know them digitally on here, but He's one of the few people uh, that I communicate with often about random yeah. subjects. He's just a really genuinely great guy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I enjoy talking to him and I hope, you know, I know he's got a lot going on in his personal life with, you know, his relationship, his career and all of that. But yeah. if the opportunity presents itself, I would love to see him back on the challenge because I think he would be a phenomenal player given the opportunity in the right type of season. I agree. I agree 100 percent. I I would love to see Xavier get a second chance at the challenge, you know, and obviously we, we touched on this in the interview, but with there being so many people who, you know, kind of had maybe some salty feelings about him beating them on Big Brother, um, you know, and there's and there's always, you know, we talked about the being in like a season of like all winners and wanting to beat the other winners. Yeah there's still that same kind of feeling when you're not a winner and you're in the house with a winner, right? Of being 100%. like, I want to be the yeah. one to take that winner out. That guy just won. I want to be the one to take him out. And then people are going to fear me. 100%. And I think that that was a lot of what was going on with Xavier um, on, on challenge USA the first time. And I would just really love to see him on a season where it's not full of cookout members and BB 23 members that are, Little salty off. with him, yeah. Um, and you know, ha have that opportunity to actually see him play the game. He's he's such a cool guy, and he's really great socially. He's really great, you know, competitively, physically. 
Um, you know, and he's funny. So I, I, I think he's definitely made for a show like the challenge. And I really hope that we get to see him. again. Absolutely. A hundred percent. And look, we know in the beginning of the interview, uh, there was some audio issues because of uh, signal. It's the joy of doing interviews when you guys live 2000 miles apart. I did my best with the editing. <laughs> yeah. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, want to remind you to make sure you subscribe wherever you're listening to us at. And if you get a chance, you know, rate us five stars. And then as well, if you're not following Xavier on Instagram, definitely do that. We'll have his uh, information linked below. Mm-hmm. And uh, otherwise, for all of us here at the Challenge Fandom Podcast, for myself, Ricky Hayes, my beautiful wife, Karina Hayes, we want to thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you to Xavier Prather for giving us his time today. We appreciate it. And thank you guys for giving us your time. We hope you enjoyed the interview. Bye. Bye.